0: And welcome back, everyone. It is episode sixty six of Thirst and Goal. This is our third remotely recorded episode Ben is at his house I'm at my house and Sonia is also somewhere and you know over there at their house yeah she's (laughs) in a bedroom she's attempting watching a lifetime movie
1: attempting to concoct the name of the shot that she put together earlier for me that is probably going to be one of the more disgusting shots that we've done on the show thus far at least from the photograph that I was able to see earlier this evening it looks pretty pretty intense Friday, how are you this evening another week of self quarantine although you are going to work every day unfortunately uh but mm-hmm. how was your week of well, uh, quasi quarantine at least i haven't
0: lost i've lost my job like a lot of people have uh lost their jobs um so you know at least i'm able to still go to work um but it was it was an exhausting week though it was, it was really exhausting um you know working uh, at the hospital so uh, you know it was it was uh the second uh exhausting week in a row
1: yeah and and what about you ben uh good week good week uh you know i can't get used to this working from home thing i feel like it's more i think it's more intense than actually being in the office uh, you know corresponding versus you know via the telephone conference, a video conference, and typing everything on a keypad seems to be a lot more labor intensive than just having someone come in your office, knock out a problem, and have them walk away. I'm more of a verbal person, so typing all of this stuff out uh, tends to grate on me a little bit, uh, but Frane brings up a really good point. We should thank everyone uh like Frane, who work in the healthcare. Feel we should thank everyone that's out there working in grocery stores and laundromats, in liquor stores and, and convenience stores, and all of the folks that are moving food and medicine and everything else around our country that have to be at work right now. A huge, huge thank you to all of the folks that are keeping us going through these times. A lot of people are quarantining, but a lot of people have no choice but to go to work to bring us the things that we need and the services that we need. So, thank you to all of those people. A huge, Huge thank you. And stay safe. I am wearing my mask when I go to all of these places out of respect for them. And I hope all of you will do the same. The mask is not for you. It's for them. You're breathing on these people all day. uh, So please, you know, wear your mask. uh, Cut up a T-shirt like I did today and yesterday. Fool, Friday, what are you opening over there?
0: Um, You know, uh, to thank everybody, I'm going to take a shot. Ben, if you want to join me.
1: I do. I do. I'm going to take a little bit of this uh, Jim Beam fire that I was able to (laughs) rummage and find. I mean, folks that have listened to the podcast for many, many weeks know that we've been drinking the Jim Beam peach and the Jim Beam apple, which are pretty disgusting. Uh, So I was happy to to locate this Jim Beam fire that happened to be behind a bottle of blue Curacao in there. So I'm so happy that I was able to find this. But, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Let's give a shout out and a shot to all the people that are keeping us going cheers
0: cheers ben and and, uh you know what i can't get used to is these remote podcasts yes exactly hopefully hopefully our sound quality will improve this week every week we try to get better and better uh the first remote podcast i was just using the uh the mic on my phone then ben got me a lapel mic didn't perfectly and this week I got a uh, what are these condenser mic? Yeah, yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, so I got a condenser mic. I'm not sure how it's going to sound. Will this be better than last week? Hopefully, it will be. But well, you uh, look cheers, you man. look
1: more comfortable. That's what's important.
0: Yeah, I feel more comfortable like this, having a mic in front of my face. Cheers.
1: Mm. <sighs> so, you know, so much better than Jimmy Mapple.
0: And uh, you know Ben, we you know we we um, we saw each other today for the second weekend in a row. We can't seem to keep away from one another. <laughs> <laughs> Eight feet apart. But we were socially distant. Yes, though. for sure. And uh, tonight on the show, we will be sampling the same beverages. So, uh, you know, in order to keep the podcast going and try to do what we normally do, um, you know, we, we just um, uh, socially distance ourselves and hand each other whatever we're going to drink. And I actually ordered uh, the drinks over uh, Total Wine, uh, their app, actually. And so it's it's a great service. And I don't think it was, it wasn't legal in California no. until just recently, right? But yeah. Yeah. So this is, it's it's great if, if you don't want to leave the house, but you do want alcohol. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a great way uh, to, to get it. instead of going out to the stores, into the open and, and exposing yourselves uh, to anything. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, Total Wine and their app, and I'm sure there's so many others out there where you can actually order alcohol and stay in and drink with us. Remotely, just like me and Ben are remotely drinking with one another.
1: Yeah, we should probably change the name of the podcast, too. You don't want to leave the house, but you still want alcohol? And change, yeah. <laughs> change the intro music maybe for the next few weeks. Uh, alcohol account. sales have shot up. Oh, my
2: God, yeah.
0: Like, like 55% or whatever uh, since you know the, the quarantine started, yeah. basically. So, I mean, I'm not the only one ordering out. And and it was, I'm sure, it was legal in other states, but it's recently in California it became legal. So... Taking advantage
1: of that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so I have a mason jar full of what we're going to be drinking this yeah. week. <laughs> and I have a mason jar full of what we're going to be drinking next week. Uh, I was able to pick up a few, uh, you know, we were pining for our vac- last two vacations to Europe. So we have three different beers from, you know, from Europe and, and, uh, and I think one is from the East as well. But we have uh, some, some beers that I was able to luckily pick up today uh that were um from the European variety so we'll see how those go and you know we'll just keep we'll keep doing what we do and uh you know we'll 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 make a make the best of it we'll make until the best of we it we can
0: do a podcast together again Ben I can't wait until we sit down at the same table and do a podcast where our sound quality is amazing not like this
1: And, it may, but, and it may <laughs> just, that may be like a four- hour show we'll start at like six o'clock at night and we'll by the time post-production is over it'll be three o'clock in the morning
0: But Ben, what are you drinking tonight?
1: I am continuing to drink the, how do I say, Catoctin? Catoctin Creek. Catoctin Catoctin Creek Creek, uh, Watershed American Gin. Uh, This is actually a really, really nice offering from Catoctin. It's it's an American gin. I have it with a little bit of lime, a little bit of tonic. I was able to pick up some rosemary today, so I have a little rosemary in there as the weather is getting cold. And I actually was uh, gifted, or Sonia was gifted, a rhubarb and rose haw, a gin liqueur additive. And I've sprinkled a little bit of that in there, just a dash. Uh, so it sweetened it up just a tad. So this is a really, really nice concoction. It was, uh, I was watching, uh, I think it was Stephen Colbert this week and, uh, they had Ryan Reynolds on of, of aviation gin fame. And we, we tasted that on the show and I, that just sort of made me hungry for another gin cocktail. So when we take one of these breaks, I may actually mix up a cold gin martini because it just looked so good. Mm. And I remember, I don't remember if you got me the aviation gin, I think you did. And that was a really, really nice offering.
0: And it wasn't, it's not even expensive either. I think it was around 30 bucks or so. So, you know, obviously I don't drink gin, but according to you, Ben, and according to a lot of the reviews out there, it seems like a good gin.
1: And that's a good gin to buy right now. Uh, my understanding is that Ryan Reynolds is donating 30 percent of all of the sales of of aviation gin right now to to food bank efforts in the United States and Canada, as well as Mint Mobile. He's giving Mint Mobile free data to all the consumers of Mint Mobile that have lost their jobs. Uh, so good guy. Good gin.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: All right. Friend. Very nice. What well, are we going to talk about tonight? Well, I'm drinking Ben. Oh, sorry. What are you drinking tonight? <laughs> See, we're all discombobulated. It's, it's, it doesn't work. I
0: mean, you're looking at me on that screen, but it's not the same. It's
1: not. I um, like, did he tell me what he was drinking yet? I'm like, I'm looking down. We're eight minutes in. I'm like, hmm, do I know what he's drinking?
0: Yeah. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but your agenda is not as long as you said it would be, Ben. It's, I feel, I read through it. It's not as long uh, as it was, you know, the last couple of weeks. <laughs> the last so. couple of weeks. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but no, tonight, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm drinking, uh, you know, something Glenn Glenlivet 15, just sipping on that. Uh, I thought I was going to have some last week, but I had just enough Jack uh, to get through last episode, and I sipped on that pretty much through the entire episode until we got to that terrible rye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: that I rated a five, and you rated a four. Uh, it didn't taste like rye, uh, uh, rye whiskey, you know, at all. Um, the George Nichols. Yeah, George yeah, D- Dickel. No, Dickel. George Dickel. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, the, I mean the, the name is appropriate. Yeah, for, that, for sure. Uh, I don't know who that rated rye. that thing a ninety. I don't. I have no idea. But uh, now this week, uh, since I'm out of the Jack, sipping on a little bit of the Livet 15.
1: Are you sipping on that neat, neatly?
0: Ben, yes. Oh,
1: now <laughs> with a pinky, with a pinky <laughs> in the air. Very fancy. Oh, you got the mouse. fancy cups too. I like it. So this is yours.
0: But actually, I have it separated. So this is the cup that you got me. The black one has uh, the 15, and then the clear one right here. Uh, the Glenn Kieran. This one has uh, the beverage of the night.
1: Oh, I love it. Okay. Funny. All ready to go. Now, what are we going to talk about tonight?
0: <laughs> All right, Ben, on the big board, we're going to make a shout out to our new and loyal listeners. We have NFL news, and we also have some promos from our fellow podcasters out there. We have our thirst and goal news, our tag team news, Ben's Steelers news, my. Uh, Eagles News and Sonia's uh, Seahawks. And we also have the feel-good story, of course. Every week, Ben always tries to find a feel-good story Dang. in the NFL with all the negativity there is yeah. most of the time. And uh, we also have our shot of the week. And uh we haven't named it yet, Ben. We'll, we'll come up with a name before the end of this podcast. And we have our brown, or beverage of the evening, which is the Glenlivet 14 Cognac cask collection. And we also have our beer of the night, which is from Armenia. Ben, do you have one in the cooler?
1: I do, in fact, have one ready to go. It's a so food lager.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. I've never <laughs> had an Armenian beer before. We'll see. And let's finish up the show. We also have some housekeeping, it, Ben.
1: It's called Kalikia, I think. I think if I pronounced that correctly, I'm sure I did not. Uh, <laughs> but as Friday mentioned, thank you all so much all of our new listeners as well as our loyal listeners out there a huge 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 thank you given what's going on in the world uh we are a show about football fun friends whiskey and beer reviews and since you're listening tonight we truly appreciate it please consider heading to our website thirstinggold.buzzproud.com or search thirsty gold podcast on the web and subscribe and share our show tell a friend a family member a coworker, a stranger anyone Actually, this might not be the best time to tell a stranger, uh, but tell every everyone that you are quarantining with, everyone that you have to be in close proximity six feet or six feet or further every day. Grab their phone from them, slide it across the floor, put our podcast in there, sanitize the phone, and slide it back to them. Uh, but we really appreciate everyone that's taking the time to listen to us. Uh, our podcast listeners have not been down significantly, but we know that podcast. Listening, generally speaking, has been down. Uh, we know a lot of people have a lot of other things on their mind right now, and we truly appreciate all of you tuning in, downloading, subscribing, and listening to our show. It means means the world to us. And Frane, what's next up on the big board?
0: Next up on the big board, Ben, is our
1: NFL news. Oh, our favorite subject: NFL news. And first up. Oh, this was usually a time of the year that we would look forward to Sonia Frane and myself when the actual schedules were released. We knew where they were going to be playing in which week of the season. But the NFL schedule release has been delayed, you know, essentially. Because of the coronavirus, normally the NFL releases the regular season schedule in mid-April, about one week before the NFL draft, but nothing is normal these days. And thanks to the coronavirus pandemic, we have delayed the schedule. Roger Goodell ordered all 32 teams to close their facilities this past week. And given the coronavirus pandemic, the off-season workout program, including OTAs and minicamps, all have had to be scrapped for the time being. Uh, So we won't get an NFL schedule release. We know the opponents. We just don't know when these games will take place. What do you think about not knowing which week you'll play the Cowboys twice?
0: (laughs) I mean, I hope we have a season. I hope this doesn't drag on too long. I hope it doesn't delay the season, you know, beyond its normal start. Um, So I'm I'm kind of afraid. I mean, it seems like week after week after week, we think this is going to get better. But it, it just seems like things are getting worse. Yeah. And, you know, there's no NBA. I mean, there's nothing. Wimbledon got canceled. Uh, you know, the Olympics are, are canceled. The European Championships in soccer are canceled. Uh, you know, MLB, well, I don't really care about baseball. But it's canceled <laughs> hey,
1: also. Some of us care about the Yankees, all right? <laughs> Me and Jay-Z, but we want our Yankees.
0: <laughs> what, do, what do you think, Ben?
1: Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, rest assured, we're not a political show uh, at all. But, you know, Donald Trump today said that he expects that the NFL season will take place beginning in September. So there you go. Uh I actually agree with Ronnie. I don't think anything can be for certain these days given what's going on. Uh you know they're they're going to need time to to prepare for the season. They're going to need time to engage in preseason workouts, OTAs, mini camp. They're going to need to have some compressed schedule. Uh especially when it comes down to paring down the rosters down to fifty, I think it's whatever it is this year. Fifty six, I think it's fifty six or fifty seven guys on a roster this year with the expanded rosters. But they're going to need time to evaluate the talent that they have and pare it down. Uh, so I, it's going to be tight. The schedule is going to mm-hmm. be tight. Uh, but if there's one thing we know about the NFL going into this season, expanding to seventeen games and an expanded playoffs, they're gonna you know they'll do whatever they have to do to start the season on time if they can. Uh, they're talking mm-hmm. about. You know, quarantine for one to two more months, potentially a lull in, you know, September. But it's 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 in impo- July, August, September. But it's hard to believe that you'll have, you know, 100,000 fans, 80,000, 60,000 fans in close quarters come September, given how this thing has gone so far. What do you think?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I'm excited about this season because uh, we played the Seahawks and we played the Steelers, Ben. Yeah. You know, so the, the Eagles are going to take on uh, both of uh, of our uh, well, my our tag, tag team teams, right? <laughs> but you know, the tag team everybody uh, will be battling it out this season. So I can't wait for it to start. Hopefully, you know, it starts on time. Um, but I was definitely excited. I mean, once I saw the teams that we were going to be playing this season, I, you know, it'd be nice to know when and, and where. And you know, we we use this is usually the time where we start. Making plans on you know where we'll watch the game, you know where we should walk to to watch the game. I actually never walk man. I know. I, I, know. Not easy
1: to go. I either take an Uber or or I drive, and I don't drink that much. Yeah, <laughs> I don't walk that far at my age. You know, once you once you get near fifty, you're like that's a little too far to walk. Uh, actually, I think I usually show up later. I don't know why I usually show up later, but you know, this is all true. It's, it's it's almost just like crossing your fingers. I mean, it, it, the reality is, if people stay home. And we get the testing and people, you know, don't, you know, they respect the, the mask rule and they don't come in contact with people they don't need to come in contact with. We can get through this a lot more quickly like South Korea did and China did and Germany did and get back to some normalcy, even if it means playing games in front of fewer fans than you would expect, but at least getting back to playing some games. Uh, I know it seems like a pretty trite thing given what's going on in the world, but, but sports mean a lot. Uh, I think that that was proven after 9/11. That was proven after Katrina. That sports mean a lot to the fans in in the cities and in the world. And it's it's a sense of normalcy. It's a sense of uh, putting aside your worries and watching something or, or attending something that you know isn't isn't so dramatic. It isn't so heartbreaking. Um, so I'm hoping that we can get through this in the next couple of months and and get a playoff or get an NFL season at some reasonable period of time. And speaking of which, next up, this is an interesting story. I know Franny's going to have something to say about this, but on Tuesday of this week, the owners voted to expand the playoffs for this year. The four division winners are expected to be seeded one through four in their respective conferences with the three wild cards filling the five through seven seeds only Friday, only the number one seed and in, in each conference will receive a buy, leaving a pair of triple header games on Saturday and sunday on wildcard weekend this is likely to be held at 1 4 and 8 p.m respectively the league has negotiated contracts with cbs and nbc oh chris collingsworth and al michaels doing the games doing the two new wildcard games the deals will now likely be approved after the play at playoff format passes the league will also vote on extending its streaming agreement with amazon through the 2022 season but franay only one seed only one team getting a bye and three games on sunday and three games on saturday what do you think about that
0: i don't know i mean i i mean it's, it's more football which is great you know I mean, uh, but it just seems like it it, it it sort of you know dilutes the league you know when you start adding more and more and more teams to the playoffs i mean you know we talked about this with adding that that 17th game i mean where does it end you know i mean now you have uh 14 teams in the playoffs out of, uh, the 32 that are in the league. I mean, it's almost becoming like the NBA now. You know, I mean, you have, uh, you know, the, the, eight teams, um, in there and that's pretty much half of the league. And, uh, you know, I also, I don't, I don't agree with having just, uh, just one team on by. I mean, the number one seed and number two seed. I, I, I kind of like that. You know, they, they, both have, will have really good records at the end of the season. I think they both deserve, um, to have some time off. Um, since it is such a physical sport. Um, but like I said, though, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not for this new rule. I'm not in favor of it until it actually favors the Eagles. And I'm like, you know what, That was a great move. That was, you know, thank God they made this change because the Eagles are number seven right now. Um, but until that happens, I probably won't change my mind.
1: Yeah. Until the Eagles are eight and eight and they sneak their way into the playoffs. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it, it you know, I mean, they did this in baseball. I mean, baseball used to go right to the World Series from the regular season, and then they expanded it. Uh, I think it was, you know, two two divisions in each in each league as what. Well, then they expanded it again and again with the wild card and then the one game playoff. You know, NBA, same thing. I mean, that was, and that's 162 games, and and
0: and also with the NBA, not only did they uh, they have eight teams, but they made that first round five or seven games, where it used to be five. I think it used to be three back in the day. So that that round is really not that important. So they're really diluting that. But I'm I'm afraid that the same thing might happen to the NFL if they just keep on expanding.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all. I mean, you saw what happened with the Titans this year. So it can. I mean, teams can surprise from time to time, but eventually, that you know, eventually you know the uh you know the week gets separated from the chaff and the titans got uh beat pretty bad there in the championship game but uh, you know i don't know what I mean, what do you think is it is it money i mean after 82 games in the nba season you yeah, you know how many money. how many do you need half the league in after 82 games uh you know i baseball? mean that's
0: all it is that's all it is it's, it's it's money i mean that's for the owners it's just extra cash in their pockets um you know i mean that 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 team that would not have made it to the playoffs you know, they're making extra cash now. Um, you know, I don't know how much that benefits the players for the playoffs. I know for the 17 game season, they're getting a little bit more. I'm not sure if that extra playoff game, they get anything extra for that. Um, but it, it's, it is, it is all just money. That, that's pretty much all it is. I mean, you know, you'll, you'll get, you know, in, in the NFL, you'll, you'll get a, a seven seed that will be the number two because it is, you know, it's, it's one game. It's any given Sunday. Uh, I don't know how much, how often it's going to happen. Um, but you know, you also have to think about player safety as well. And, you know, that, that was that was one gripe that I had with the 17 game season season as player safety. So now you have that extra game, that 17th game. Plus, you have this extra playoff game and not, you know, you're diluting the league and you're also putting the players at risk. And, uh, you know, the the NFL claims to be all about player safety, but it's obviously not. It's all about money. And that's what it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I mean, uh, having the one buy in each conference. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think it will be. Interesting how that plays out at the end of the season. Uh, I mean, typically it would be the Patriots and the AFC uh, or, you know, now the Patriots and the Chiefs. But if if you have two teams battling it out for that top seed, knowing that only one of them can get that bye, because that's a huge advantage now to have only one team having a bye week and not having to play in that first round. If you have, say, you know, the Chiefs on the one side or the Patriots or the Steelers on the other side, you know where they can't sit their players because they have to win that final game in order to get mm-hmm. that that top seeded buy. When when you know last year or this year, they would have automatically had that buy because they both had the best comp, the best. There wasn't any way anyone could catch them. I think that might that might be interesting to see how yeah. it plays out at the end of the year if there's two teams battling for that buy for that one buy spot. I mean I mean the uh, the Patriots usually have that locked up. What a week fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, well, you you say they're rebuilding. I don't know. I mean, I I think Bill Belichick's gonna. He's in the cauldron. You know, he's he's in the woods. He's in the woods, dressed in black with a hat on, putting in some (laughs) eye of newt. There's something. I don't. I won't count him out yet.
0: Yeah, but I mean, their quarterback situation. Who do they have at quarterback? I just, I just don't see it happening this year. I, you know, I mean, the the Bills look pretty good this year. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you know, the Jets man, you've been. You've been high on them for a while now, and, and uh, they'll probably be better next year, too. I mean, I think it's going to be hard for the Patriots uh, this year to do what they've done for the last two decades. So, well, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But but you know, that's, that's what it has been, though. It, I mean, they have locked up that number one seed or number two seed, whatever, and they can sit their player.
1: Yeah, and I'm wondering how that's going to play out if, if a couple teams have to win that final game of the season. Uh, next up. Uh, this is not that big of a deal, but uh, anytime the Chiefs do anything, it seems to be on the radar these days. But Demarcus Robinson was signed this week. The Kansas City Chiefs re-signed receiver Demarcus Robinson to a one-year contract. Uh, this report is two point three million fully guaranteed. The maximum allowed to qualify for the new veteran salary benefit on the new CBA. The wide receiver will only count one million dollars against Kansas City's cap this year and he was drafted by Casey in the fourth round of the 2016 draft played out his rookie contract with culminated in Super Bowl run this year in 2000 or last year in 2019 he enjoyed a career year last season starting all 16 games catching 32 passes for 449 yards and four touchdowns caught three passes for 35 yards in the postseason and 39 offensive snaps in the Super Bowl I just uh, I think this is a really nice signing for them yeah really cheap yeah he sort of was under the radar uh, with Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins and the running game that they had last year. I think this is a really nice signing given the amount of money that it cost them. It just allows you $2.5 million to bring this guy on board. Uh, what do you think?
0: No, I mean, they have a lot of depth. I mean, oh. it's, their offense is amazing. Um, and, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's all for that price that they got him for. That's great for the Chiefs, and uh, you know I'm sure he also took a little bit of a pay cut. I'm sure he could have gone elsewhere, but I'm sure he he feels that the team that they have assembled right now can make another run at the Super Bowl this year or next year, and then the following year after that. I mean, they are definitely built for you know the next three or four years, and I'm sure he understands that. So he could have left for more money, but you know he he, he wants to win, and I think it's it's a good move for him, and I think it's a great move uh for
1: the chiefs yeah i agree i mean i liked him all year i just think he was you know he flew under the radar a little bit i think he would have had a lot more action if he were on a team with a little bit less depth at receiver and running back but next up front do you have your shot glass ready that is the question
0: <laughs> oh, i see i see amari cooper
1: is next Yeah, yeah up. yeah next up we have amari cooper Rex Ryan calls Amari Cooper a turd. Rex Ryan has no love for Amari Cooper. Samantha Previtt of the New York Post reported the former Jets coach made a number of scathing comments on ESPN's get up on Friday about the Cowboys decision to give Cooper a blockbuster five-year $100 million contract extension earlier this offseason. Ryan said, I wouldn't have paid this turd, Ryan said of the 25-year-old receiver. No way in hell would I have paid this guy. The Raiders' 2015 first-rounder was traded to Dallas in the middle of the 18th season for a 2019 first-round pick, and he was set to hit free agency this March before the Cowboys signed him to a long-term deal on March 16th. Cooper finished the 2019 with 79 receptions and 1,189 yards, 8 TDs, only 8 TDs. But Ryan was still able to find fault in some of his situational statistics. This is the biggest disappearing act in the National Football League, Ryan said. He doesn't show up on the road. He doesn't show up when the competition is good. And when he's against top corners, that guy disappears. To me, you pay Dak Prescott. Forget all those numbers. They're number one in the league because of Dak Prescott, not because of this guy. It's a deep draft at receiver. They made a huge mistake right here. He apologized later, but I think he said what he meant the first time.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's uh, it's a little disrespect. I, I, I think to call a sort of player in the NFL, especially you know how many yards, over eleven 1, hundred yards of the season. I mean, it, and you can't say only eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns, pretty impressive uh, as well. But you know, but he was right about him disappearing in in those crucial game situations. We saw what he did with the Eagles. He wasn't in the game when they needed him the most, and that's just not only with the Cowboys. It was with it was the same way with the Raiders too. Um But you know, I, I really I wouldn't use that type of language. Um, for a player, you know, still of his caliber. He's not a turd. He's still, you know, he's not elite. I wouldn't call him elite. He's not Julio Jones. He, he's, he's not um, uh, uh, Hopkins. Uh, uh, no, Michael Thomas,
1: that? DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Michael Thomas, De- DeAndre, yeah, Hopkins. Um, he's, he's not those guys. He's not on their level. He's not, you know, what Antonio Brown on that level, and, and I know how much you love Antonio Brown. He was never on that level. He never will be. And I think the Cowboys did overpay for him. Thank God. I love the fact that they made a, a terrible mistake in signing him to a huge contract. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think Rex Ryan has a big mouth. And, uh, you know, he, he's said a lot of stupid shit on the air um, that he has no right to say because he hasn't really accomplished much himself as a football coach. I mean, yes, he was a coach in the NFL, but he's never really won anything himself. So his tenure in the NFL, he was a little bit of a turd himself. He was a turd um, with like the Jets has, and
1: a turd with the Bills.
0: Yeah, exactly. So he, he doesn't have any any right to call any player a turd, a professional uh, in the NFL that has that many. He's, he's had some impressive numbers, but, you know, he just doesn't show up when
1: he needs to. Oh, you're breaking my heart. No shot for that. Yeah, No shot for <laughs> that.
0: Still, fuck the Cowboys, man. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that was, I'll just take a shot.
1: I was mentioning to Friday earlier. I think I bought him a birthday present way back. I don't even know if I ordered it in... January, I think I might have ordered it, in early January, uh, but I got a roll of Dallas Cowboy toilet paper, uh, which never would. Maybe it, maybe that was the reason I didn't get it before now, because after this pandemic thing, uh, the coronavirus started, it may have been hard for them to fulfill their orders for custom toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> but I finally got my roll of Dallas Cowboy toilet paper for Frane. Uh, so we'll be using that as coasters and to wipe up messes uh, during the upcoming season but i i just i didn't mean to make light of his eight, t- eight touchdowns uh but 20 million dollars uh no, he's i think I, I think randy moss type performance i think chris carter at his prime type of performance antonio brown in his prime type of performance i mean 20 million dollars for any receiver not named deandre hopkins or michael thomas or julio jones as he said i mean when you know robbie anderson got what 10 Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got double the money that Robbie Anderson gets, and I do agree with you. Rick, but Rex Ryan is fun. Him and his brother are both fun, entertaining when they're yeah. when they're on the field. I, 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 I,
0: put the is, I put him in the Skip Bayless.
1: I put him in the Skip Bayless category.
0: Yeah, know, but I, I just think Turd is is a little too uh, too much. It's 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 uh, it's a little, it's kind of demeaning. I you know just call somebody a Turd, somebody that's you know that's had some success in this league.
1: I don't disagree. A little bit always bringing class to the podcast someone has to bring class to the podcast
0: i mean you could call antonio brown a turd he is a turd you definitely could call antonio brown a turd just because all the you know all the terrible shit that he's done uh you know since leaving the steelers oh and even with the steelers all all the shit that he did uh, that's the kind of guy that you call a turd
1: yeah i wonder if he's upset that he hasn't he didn't leave his house in the entire offseason and now he can't leave his house uh you know he spent most of the offseason or the end of the, or the end of the season and the off season in his house and now he can't leave his house uh but he did have to uh well, yeah we'll get to that later but he did he did get indicted <laughs> this week uh but next up Alden Smith uh maybe you don't remember who this who the who this guy is but this was a huge signing I think for the Cal- for the Dallas Cowboys this week Alden Smith's comeback story will run through the Dallas Cowboys the former prolific pass rusher who's off the field issues sidelined him the last 4 seasons agreed wednesday to a 1 year contract with the cowboys the deal is worth up to 4 million in between a 2 million dollar base and a 2 million dollar in potential incentives no guaranteed money representing a high reward lottery ticket for the Dallas Cowboys smith 30 was the number 7 overall pick in 2011 and he recorded 33 and a half combined sacks in 2011 and 2012 one of those years with 19 sacks an nfl record for most sacks in the first two seasons of a career since that statistic was first tracked in 1982. His struggles with mental illness, substance abuse, and legal trouble, however, derailed his career and resulted in an indefinite suspension. Smith has issued several months of clean tests. A person close to him said Wednesday evening and alcohol has been considered his greatest substance abuse, but he has since rehabilitated himself. Finally, this could be bad news, even at 30 years old for the NFC East, if this guy can get back to form because he was unstoppable when he came out of the league when he came out of the draft
0: now and that, that now i mean it's been a long time I'm trying to get some cowboy, cowboy he, shit in here
1: come
2: on it's, now
0: it's been a long time uh since he's played football i mean yeah. 2015 was a long time ago uh and and to not step on the football field in that time i mean he, i mean i don't know i'm not sure what type of shape he's in obviously we knew what type of player he was um but i i just think um I don't know. I, I think the, the spotlight will be too big for him in Dallas with all the issues that he's had in the past. I think those will resurface, you know, in Dallas. Uh, you know, he can be clean right now, but when you wear that blue helmet or the, the blue star on that silver helmet, you know, people are, people are going to scrutinize you and criticize you. And I, I think going to Dallas may be the wrong move for him. And Dallas is actually, if he does even make the team, I don't know if he's even on the team just yet. I think they, what they're going to own $4 million this year. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I mean, if, if he does somehow perform well this season, it may be a good move, but I just don't think after all the issues that he's had, I mean, he called it a fake bomb threat to an airport. I mean, who does that? Uh, you know, he, he, um, he was arrested, uh, multiple times for, for DUI vandalism charges, um, you know, assault with, uh, with a deadly weapon. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's had quite a few issues and, and, and there are, there are certain players in the NFL who have had issues in the past that have come back and had, Pretty decent careers. You know, Mike Vick, who played for the Eagles, you know, he obviously had his legal issues, but, you know, he came to the Eagles and, 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 and performed at high levels. Um, and well, he played for a little bit for the, for the Steelers as well. Yeah, man, started a few really games for us. there. Um, you know, Ray Lewis had his off the field issues and, and he had an amazing career. Uh, Stantonio Holmes, uh, another player, Ben, who had some legal issues, yep. who also came back and performed at top levels. Um, so I mean, there are guys that have come back, uh, you know, for having you know legal issues or issues off the field, um, but they came back a lot earlier than than four or five years. I mean, 2015 was a long time ago. Um, so it's it's a very risky move for the Cowboys, and who knows if he's even gonna be able to make the team?
1: Yeah, and even Josh Gordon couldn't make it through the season yeah. this year. Uh, but I mean, he, and
0: Kareem he, Hunt, yeah, Kareem Hunt this year came back after eight games. He just missed eight games basically, yeah, yeah. and was not the same guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm hoping he could pull it together because, I mean, watching some film on him yesterday, I mean, he was an unstoppable force on the football field. So this is a very Belichickian type of gamble, I think. Get him for $2 guarantee with the possibility of making $4 million, and he could end up, if he's able to pull it together, if he's able to pull it together, I'll try to be positive, not even though it's a cowboy. Uh, if he's able to pull it together, I mean, this guy could, you know, he could be good for 10 to 15 sacks. If he can get his, you know, get his life together and and come back and play football, I mean, it's, no, a, it's a gutsy, it's a gutsy trade because it could or a gutsy move because it could create more drama than it's worth for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, like you said, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I, I wish this guy all the best, you know. I mean, uh, to try to turn his life around, you know, kudos to him, but it might be another, you know, Pacman Jones type thing where, you know, he came to the Cowboys as well and that sort of never panned out. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm you know this Alden Smith move kind of is looking like that sort of thing
1: stuff. So. All right. I hope I don't know. I, I don't know, but I'm 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 rooting for him. I was rooting for Josh Gordon this year. Yes. Uh so I mean I like to see people get their life Well, cuz he was with the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he did have one he great catch. He did have one great catch. Uh <laughs> for the Seahawks. Uh But this is another uh, next story is another disappointing story out of the NFL. I think this might be near and dear to Franny's heart. But the new CBA, the most recently ratified collective bargaining agreement that runs through 2030, will reduce disability payments to players. The newly ratified CBA also cuts down on benefits to retired players with disability. Disability benefits are being greatly reduced the new terms reduce payments to disabled players, narrow the definition of what disabled means and create greater offsets that have further reduced the benefits a player receives as well as their families. For example, active football injury, a player becoming permanently disabled during the field, you know, playing on the field in 2011 CBA would give the player $250,000 each year. That is now reduced to $48,000 thousand dollars each year a two hundred thousand dollars loss to each year a player eventually gets these benefits the value is to the owners is huge the provision takes the most vulnerable former players and leaves them with drastically less resources the provision takes from those in the current membership who will suffer the most from catastrophic injuries uh and and if you look at the numbers you know if you're if you're if you become disabled after you leave football or if it's football related the numbers get even lower than forty eight thousand from there. Uh, Franny, mm-hmm. what do you think about, you know, taking taking somebody who gets injured on the field? On the field. Yep. And, I mean, and giving them fifty grand.
0: It's very disappointing. And this is what we're talking about with uh with the young players coming in uh to the league and uh, going after that money up front. You know, so I mean at the end of the CBA they're gonna be making what is it, uh an extra hundred thousand hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. I'm not sure if it was like up to a million now for like uh like rookies. Um, but if you're going to make it at the front end, you're going to lose it on the back end. For a lot of those guys that will be injured because the lifespan of any NFL player is really not that long. They should have fought for that back end money and not just, you know, the $100,000 that they're going to throw up, throw at you up front because it doesn't really last that long. If you get injured and you go to the hospital often for injuries that you've sustained in the NFL, that money, I mean, just a, a one night in the hospital is a ton of money. And I mean, if you're going back and you know, back, For uh, for recurring injury uh, or issues, then you're going to go through that hundred thousand dollars pretty quickly. So I mean, that that's that's uh, I'm not not very happy with that.
1: No, I mean fifty thousand dollars a year for someone who's disabled uh, due to play on the field. I mean that that I mean that's just a shocking number to me. And 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 I, I I I wouldn't say I predicted it, but I thought, unfortunately, that it was a good strategy by the league to offer the the minimum salary players, the lower paid players, the, the players that are new to the league and didn't go high in the draft, a huge percentage salary increase in the new CBA going from, I think, 550 k to 650 k and then another $100,000 a year after that and then another $80,000 every year after that throughout the rest of the CBA would entice the majority of the younger players and the, and the players that don't make a lot of money to sign this contract because if you, you know, if I go to work, on, you know, on Monday, and they offer me 20% more. And all I have to do is, you know, hope I don't get injured, but I'm getting a 20% raise. Uh, I, I mean, in my career, probably only going to be two years, three years long. That was my fear is that this would incentivize the younger players to sign this deal. And it looks like they did. And I mean, that's just it's a shameful number. I mean, it really is a shameful number $48,000 to a player who is injured on the field of play. I mean, that is especially
0: with how much money the NFL generates. That's, that's chump change, not even chump change. It's worth the chump change.
1: Yeah. I mean, a couple players have already sought in court to, um, to have the CBA struck down because they believe there were some, some inconsistencies between what they saw, what they read and what was actually published in the CBA. I believe they've lost initially on those, uh, some of those filings, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really disappointed. Uh, as, as Franny said, I mean, they talk about player safety, player safety, helmets, all this other stuff that they ignored for years, but now they claim that they care about it. And to cut from $250,000 a year down to $50,000 a year, and they might not even at some point have health coverage through the league to pick up the co-pays and all of the other payments that Franny was describing, uh, physical therapy, all the other things that they might need. Yeah,
0: any sort of treatments after your career. Yeah, they're
1: gonna need. I mean, that was just—it's just disappointing. Yeah, there's no other way. To but play. they
0: signed it. They signed it. We told them. But they signed it, Ben.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I knew it was a good strategy. I mean, it's a good. I mean, you know, it's it's the wimpy Popeye strategy. I will gladly, I will gladly pay <laughs> you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Only they're not going to get their hamburger on Tuesday. That's the problem. They <laughs> they've paid for a hamburger they're never going to get. Uh, next up. Uh, Arthur Blank. I thought this was an interesting statement, and it was it was sort of confirmed later on in the week by some things that other folks said. Uh, but Arthur Blank, owner of the Atlanta Falcons, said this week that if he had to speculate, and he and he used the word speculate uh, whether or not the teams could potentially play a season and start on time, he said yes. Uh, while speaking with NBC Sports Peter King, he said football uh, Football Morning in America. Only because it's so far away where from where we are today, I could easily see camps being shorter, players being tested on a daily basis, things of that nature. No fan attendance and things like that. We may have fewer preseason games, which probably would be, wouldn't be would be the end of the world, blank at it, but I think by September, my hope is that the time that the regular season starts, that we'll be able to bring people together in some form or fashion in a safe manner and play football. But he said he could conceive of a situation where the teams play with no fans in the stadium at all Franny what do you think about that scenario the NFL desperately trying to make money by potentially playing with no fans
2: uh,
0: I mean I, I wouldn't I'd rather them just not start the season if they're not going to play with any fans I mean you know Atlanta they actually pump crowd noise into the stadium so they're used to this sort of thing but Ooh, low uh, blow, you know,
2: low I, blow. I, yeah <laughs>
0: No, but I, I, I wouldn't want to watch a game with no fans. I mean, just hold off, wait until things get back to normal and then play with fans like you normally would. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, the, 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 the owners of uh, these franchises just need to, you know, sit back. They have enough money. All right. You know, they don't have to worry about making more money. They're fine. Just the way they are. Let's just wait till things get back to normal. I, I just don't think it's as much fun watching any sport without fans.
1: Yeah, I mean how would that I mean I know the TV revenue and advertising is the lion's share the huge majority of the money that the team really, uh, receives the, the this the the 32 the 32 games that are played uh or the 16 games that are played by each team all year long and the fans that are in attendance for those games is not anywhere near as lucrative as the the advertising and and the actual revenue that's generated by the TV deals. But that I, I just it's like watching Wimbledon with no fans. I don't, yeah. I mean, it's like watching. I mean, have you, I don't know if you've watched any of the late night shows or any of the shows that you normally watch, the way that they're broadcasting I mean, from their own house. Yeah. It's, 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 it's weird.
0: Yeah. You might as well have a laugh track if you can do that. I mean, just have a laugh track. I mean, just have that playing in the background. You know, just, I mean, you can do that with sitcoms and, and, you know, with, with, uh, you know, those, those, uh, sort of, uh, nighttime shows on, on whatever, NBC, CBS uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I don't even, I don't even know who these guys are anymore, really. I don't even watch it. But, but you can just really play you know laugh track and it's gonna be the same exact thing but in sports you just can't do that but i mean it's not the same because when something happens on the field you can't press like excitement button because something exciting happened i mean you know there's like you know regular laughter and a little bit of you know chatter in the background but there's not like that sort of fan experience where fans just get excited because of something on the field it's just not the same
1: there's no excitement button yeah,
0: no, maybe there is. Maybe you got him, I don't know. But it's like you know. Just imagine. Just imagine if they're just like pumping just you know random sound like crowd noise into the stadium, just like we do when we have our taste tests, and we have that like just that that uh, uh, you know crowd noise playing the background. But you know, when something exciting happens on the field, you just want to hear the same level of crowd noise. I mean, you want to hear people get excited when something exciting happens.
1: Yeah, I agree. I just thought that was very funny. There's no press <laughs> excite like you just hit the excitement button and then something something happens in the stadium.
0: Uh Hey Bill. But yeah. Hey Bill, press excitement noise. It was a touchdown.
1: Troy Troy <laughs> Troy. What do you think about that play? <laughs> camera uh Camera 2, camera 2. Uh yeah, I mean I agree. I mean I can't imagine playing without fans. Uh but but the late night shows, that's a, it's funny uh that we were talking about that earlier. It's interesting. I, I, we, I mean, Sonia and I do watch a couple of them when we're bored, you know, eating dinner or whatever, when we need some background noise. But it's very interesting that all of the late night shows have turned into podcasts. They've essentially <laughs> turned into Every, podcasts. Sh- they, the, the, the host, you know, whether it be Kimmel or Seth Meyers or Stephen Colbert or um, Jimmy Fallon, they do their intro, their laughs. There's no, there's nobody laughing, uh, and then they have a guest on, just like this. They literally just have a conversation for the next half an hour of the show. They do some skit at the end that 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 they you know somebody did digitally produced, and then they end the show. Uh, but it's literally turned into like a, just a podcast conversation, uh, which I just find very very interesting. And they all look yeah. so uncomfortable doing it.
0: And it is not. It's not easy. It's not, that's why the last couple of podcasts have probably not been our best podcast, especially especially last week. I was trying to balance that that mic on my
1: chest with that plastic. You mean you mean, the, you mean the crystal geyser mic?
0: Yeah, that 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 was pretty interesting, and I feel more <laughs> way more comfortable with this mic in front of my face because this is what I'm used to. But I'm still not used to not having you know you in front of me because I get a lot of my cues from you. And even though I can see you on the screen, I can only basically see your face. I yeah. can't see your hands. I can't see anything else. Um, and now I can see you waving them right now. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's definitely not the same. I can understand where those guys are coming from. And it's really weird, you know, watching, uh, you know, ABC news, um, you know, our, our local news over here with everybody in their house, basically. And, you know, they have, they have nice houses, but, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just for them, it's odd. For us, it's, it's weird. And, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. We kind of went off on a tangent right there, but I'm sure a lot of people. You know listening to us, I've noticed
1: that lately. Yeah, it's just funny because I mean, they're in one room one night and then they see them in another room and the sound is bad. Yeah, and clearly they have no clue how to fix it and they don't have a sound person in their house and they can't work the equipment at all because someone has, has been doing it for them, as you mentioned earlier. Someone's been doing it for them forever. Yeah, uh, and then you watch like, uh, there was a you know, and you could see like the tech people, like they had an interview with, with uh, Bill Gates on one of the late night shows. Uh, I think it was late last week, and it was like perfect. I mean, the audio was perfect, <laughs> the video was perfect, the sound was perfect, the the background <laughs> yeah. was perfect. Uh, so you could you know the people that like are more tech savvy, uh, like Bill yeah, Gates. It's just like
0: yeah, just like Mason in Ireland when you would listen to ESPN Radio. It's bad uh, enough you know, when
1: it's in it was, normal times.
0: Yeah, Ireland actually. I mean, you could tell he 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 probably has some experience because you know he he broadcasts. You know, on the radio, he broadcasts from Lakers games and everything. But I think Mason just works on the radio. And when he was at home, like the first couple of days, it it really just sounded like he was speaking into his iPhone. And, and, And now it's better. Now his sound quality has improved. But the first couple of days, you could barely hear the guy. And this is ESPN. Yeah. Radio. You know, so it's pretty
1: crazy. And there is social distancing. It doesn't mean an audio person can't come to your home and set it up and leave. Uh, if you're making $25 million a year, you could probably let an audio person into your house. Uh, but some of it, like the echo and just the things that you hear on, on shows that you normally are produced at such a high, high level,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it, you know, makes me feel a little bit better about or makes should make us feel a little bit better about our struggles to try to get the the best audio quality during this this period of time because I think we're doing okay by you know, I think comparatively we're,
0: we're getting better at least we're trying to improve week by week so you know at least we're
1: trying and we only have a thirty million dollar budget we don't have a hundred million dollar budget <laughs> yeah. to get this show we have like a thirty dollar <laughs> thirty dollar budget to get this thing. Off the ground. Uh but this, speaking this mic is straight from Wuhan. It was
0: the cheapest one <laughs> I could find. <laughs> because I don't know how long this is- I- I soaked this thing in alcohol. I literally soaked it in rubbing alcohol, whatever rubbing alcohol I had left. So if I put my mouth on accident on this little spongy thing right here in front of me, I don't want to get corona. I don't yeah. know. It came from China though for sure. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs>
1: like they're still shipping too. They're still shipping from Wuhan. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Capitalism I can't stuff,
0: stop. I, yeah, I'm not sure where it's from, but I, I did soak it in alcohol for sure.
1: Oh my God, that's funny. But a little, yeah, I was told today that I guess you can get the alcohol if you go to the pharmacy counter where you would pick up your prescriptions and ask for it there. They've empty- Nope. No. <laughs> no. Nope. That's what I heard today that they're empty. Not there. at
0: hospitals. Not at hospitals, at least. I mean, you know, uh, no rubbing alcohol, no face masks. I mean, whatever, whatever. I mean, pretty soon we'll be wiping stuff down with Bacardi 151. That, that's,
1: that's not a bad idea though i mean what's it or a good vodka like what's a good vodka that's over 120 proof there must there's got to be one out there somewhere uh um, that's pretty high proof for a vodka but yeah, that's that is
0: high proof for a vodka but yeah but i wouldn't mind 151 i mean i, I might you know go home uh a
1: little tipsy I yeah think yeah maybe yeah the fumes
0: alone but you
1: know but if you get the clear <laughs> if you get the white uh, i don't know what they call it but they have a brown 151 they have a clear 151 yeah. if you get the clear be a little sticky you know it'd be a little sticky so but but, little you, bit, little bit. but you'd be able to grip but no corona yeah exactly no corona though. and that's all <laughs> that really matters these days is staying away from corona it was good advice <laughs> before the coronavirus to stay away from corona beer now good advice <laughs> to stay away from the virus uh, but we're a little bit we're about 51 minutes in do you do you mind if we take a quick break check the audio quality here and then we can get yep. we can finish up the uh the NFL news
0: well I think we're done with the NFL news actually, did we? I think that's, yeah, we got, uh, that's
1: pretty much it. We, we got Arthur two more Black, things.
0: Blank actually and uh power okay.
1: rankings and then the uh the team wins totals that were released this week. Uh
0: okay. All right.
1: All right, we'll be right back. Hold tight everybody. All right, and we are back. It makes me sad that I'm bringing us back from the break uh, yeah. because Franny normally does this uh but he can't hear it as well in his on his end on his on his uh headphones. Uh so Franny, next up is the way to early power rankings for the 2020 season. Uh we don't need to go through all 32, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on some of the power rankings that came out this week from ESPN and the brain trust in Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, number one, who do you think is number one on the power rankings going in to the 2020 season? As we sit here in April,
0: Cleveland Browns.
1: Oh, so close, <laughs> so close, so close. So <laughs> I'm, close. I'm
0: going to guess that number one and number two is going to be Kansas City. And then right below them, San Francisco, I guess those are number one and two.
1: No, Kansas City is number one for sure. Number two, the Baltimore Ravens, coming in at number two. That doesn't make any sense. The great defensive. I mean, the line. number one, and
0: number two teams at the end of the I, yeah, but I mean, the number one, number two teams at the end of the year were the Chiefs and the Niners. I, I, and I, I, that's go
1: ahead. Yeah, they brought back <laughs> linebacker Matthew Judon. They traded for defensive end Kalias Campbell, and they re-signed cornerback Jimmy Smith. By all accounts, you know, they should have the best defense in the AFC, but they come in at number two, which shocked me. But number but three But I will
0: doubt them. I will doubt them until Lamar Jackson can show all of us that he can perform well in the playoffs because he has failed miserably twice now, and uh, they do not deserve to be in that position until he shows us otherwise.
1: I agree. I agree. Next up is the San Francisco 49ers coming in at number three. Uh, you know, that doesn't that shouldn't shock anyway you know anyone even though they lost to forrest buckner uh but i think that the san francisco 49ers uh now that the whole tom brady drama is over and we know that he's not going to play quarterback for the niners i think the niners i would have put them i agree with Friday. i would have put them at number two uh i don't think you can put anyone but the chiefs as number one uh but what do you think Mm -hmm. about uh them coming in i mean i think i know your opinion about them coming in behind the ravens who do you think is number four
0: Hmm. Number four.
1: This is another shocker to me because I wouldn't have put him in the top eight.
0: I'm not sure who I, I, who the ESPN put number four.
1: New Orleans Saints.
2: I was at a number the four, Saints,
0: but I doubted. I really doubted myself. I doubted that they would put them at number four, and I was thinking that in my head that was the Saints, and I was really high on the Saints. Man, I had them going to the Super Bowl. You always do. Uh, before the playoffs began before the playoffs. They have a good team. They have a good team. They're playing really well heading into the playoffs. But who did they run until, into?
1: Who did they run until into? Until
0: Minnesota happened again.
1: And Kirk motherfucking cousins. To,
0: exactly,
1: <laughs> Sorry, exactly. So, was, see? See? And, 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 if we were together, that wouldn't have happened.
0: No, but you finished my sentence, Ben. Even <laughs> even from like miles away, you're finishing my sentences for me. But, uh, no, but I, I was thinking the Saints in my mind, but I even doubted that ESPN would put them that high, but I guess they did. And they don't—they don't deserve, especially after that performance in Minnesota, or or not in Minnesota. They were actually playing in New Orleans. They—they—they they, they do not deserve to be number four.
1: Yeah. Apparently, the the addition of Emmanuel Sanders is enough to put you into the top five.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, that'll put him over the top.
1: And, and Drew Brees being one year older this year, he <laughs> reportedly yeah. can throw the ball forty-five yards down the field. Uh that's something that he's worked that's on. Good. He's worked on if he all. Can, if you get it, yeah. You could put, yeah, if
0: you can get a 45,
1: that's good. You know, Josh Allen could throw the ball 70 yards from his knee or, you know, or 60 yards from his knees, Uh, probably 50 yards laying down on his stomach. Drew Brees can get it out there about but 40 who yards.
0: Rather, who would you rather have?
1: Uh, Drew Brees or, or Josh Allen. <laughs> I would take yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I wouldn't take Josh uh, Allen because he played like, yeah, a, <laughs> he played like straight. I've never seen a quarterback play as bad as he did in the playoffs last year. Uh, yeah, I'll,
0: I'll take, I'll take an experienced guy that can throw the ball 45 yards at full strength, as opposed to an inexperienced dude that can throw it 70 yards laying on his
1: back. And then just throw Taysom hill in there. Uh, yeah, these, these rankings are a little, I mean, number five, I mean, I am not going to ask you unless you want me to ask you about all of these. I think, uh, what do you think came in as number five? Once we get out of the top 5. Don't tell
0: me they move Don't tell me they move Tampa Bay all the way to number 5 because Tom Brady is there now.
1: No, no, not that but ESPN that is something they would do. But no.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah.
1: Skip Bayless says. I don't know. I don't know. Wrong network, I guess. Uh Green Bay Packers yeah. at number fucking 5. The Packers. Who uh, who would have got crushed yeah. by the Seahawks last year had they had any other coach, any other offensive <laughs> coordinator at all. Uh that that to me is is Bringing in Austin Hooper is not enough uh, to push them into the top five. I just don't that one. I don't understand at all. Uh, number six, Seattle Seahawks. That's a that's a pretty good push for them.
0: I, I, I would say they're uh, they'll be a dangerous team.
1: And and Russell Wilson reached out to uh, Jadavian Clowney this week and said, "I need you, man. I need you on my team." <laughs> I know I took all the payroll. I have all the money uh, that we could possibly have used to pay you, uh, but please come back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they did pick up Greg Olson, Philip Dorsett. They traded. Uh, they traded Greg, for Dunbar. Greg Olson
0: will get injured four games
1: in. Uh, I mean that's number seven. Tennessee Titans after signing uh, your buddy I, there, I, Mister Tannehill. I,
0: I think they're going to be good. They're going to be good at the AFC. You know, I, I'd watch out for the Titans. I mean that that division. They're basically handing the division to them. The Houston Texans are handing the division to them. Uh, the Colts are also doing the same exact thing, um, and, and then you know you have Jacksonville. So they're going to win that division. They will be in the playoffs. And uh, you know if 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 they don't, then you know they they you know they they probably had a ton of injuries. But they should definitely be in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean that one to me was an interesting one. Uh oh, actually uh, speaking of which, uh, Bill O'Brien came out this week and said the reason he traded. Hopkins DeAndre Hopkins was that he was afraid that he was going to demand too much money after next season you know after Amari Cooper's deal uh, that he would that he would be looking for too much money after next season so better to get something for him now than wait until later. But they
0: got nothing for him.
1: Yeah yeah you well, know, it's like
2: <laughs> no, They, something, they got they,
1: they got they got Alden <laughs> Smith essentially <laughs> right they got Chris Johnson who when he plays well plays really well uh, just doesn't play very well, very often.
0: No, I, I don't. I don't understand that, that. That move makes absolutely no sense. I mean, you have Deshaun Watson. I mean, you want to do whatever you can for a young quarterback. Get the receivers that you can to 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 have any sort of success, especially behind a bad offensive line. You keep that player, and even even play, you, 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 if the Cowboys let him walk next year for hundred million dollars, then they can afford to pay DeAndre Hopkins close to that. I'm not sure how much you would demand if you would demand plus. that plus money. But you know, he's he's worth it. He's he's elite. He is he's
1: elite. But what did they? I mean, they got David Johnson and what, like a like a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick or something. <laughs> uh, so like essentially, not, I mean, I would have rather just I would have rather rolled the dice with with Hopkins and let him walk next year if yeah. he wants too much money. What, I, mean, I mean, David Johnson pick up, is David Johnson.
0: There, there's so many. There are so many wide receivers in this draft coming up that you can choose. I mean, keep him, get a wide receiver, and then if he wants to walk, let him walk but make sure that you have somebody there. Uh, who, who they picked up, uh, uh, who was it? The Cobb, I think. It was yeah, the yeah, Cobb, they picked,
1: they picked up Randall Cobb.
0: Jesus yeah, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be a difference maker.
1: <laughs> yeah, for Deshaun, who's already yeah. running. Watson's already running for his life back there as it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think Bill O'Brien could do no wrong. I mean, he must have made a deal with the devil or something. Yeah. Uh, this one shocked me, too. Number eight, Minnesota Vikings. Honestly, ESPN?
0: Kirk
1: motherfucking cousin. Uh, I mean, give me a fucking break. I mean, they lost Everson Griffin. <laughs> they lost Linvald Joseph. They lost Trey Waynes. They lost Mackenzie Alexander. They lost Xavier Rhodes, which is not necessarily a big loss. They lost Zendejo, yeah. is probably go back to the Eagles eventually. Mm, uh, no. <laughs> uh, but I just – that's – to putting them in the top ten. I mean, I know they won the game no, think, against the Saints. I
0: think, I think they're – they're a good team still. I, I, I think they – uh Actually, they also lost Diggs. Never mind; they they, they
1: shouldn't be there. And right behind, them, right, and right behind them, which is odd, is the Buffalo Bills, who took everyone and anyone that was available this off season. <laughs> uh, the Buffalo Bills come in at number nine, probably their highest power ranking since the nineties. I'm guessing, uh, you know, they, since their
0: last Super Bowl appearance.
1: Yeah, they, they built the offensive line. Uh, they made the trade for Diggs. They buttressed the defense a little bit. Uh, I I think that. I actually would have put the. I mean, the bills being the bills. I mean, it's like putting the clippers. Court- I, put-
0: I think that's a good spot. That's a good a good spot for the bills only because uh, of uh, the quarterback situation. I, I, I still don't. I'm, I'm not confident in Josh Allen. I, I, I really don't. I, I, he's their handicap. He's the one guy on the team that's going to hurt them. And their defense is good. They have good offensive weapons, but he's the one guy. I mean, he, you know, he, he will do exciting things on the field, but he's not the kind of guy that's going to carry you through the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and I'm surprised they didn't make a move. I was yeah. surprised they didn't make a move for one of these veteran quarterbacks that were available. Uh because Josh Allen, I, I don't think it would I don't think you could have played worse in that playoff game last year. If he attempted to play worse. If his goal was to play badly in the second half of that game, I don't think you could have played any worse if you threw Cordell Stewart out there. Uh at his current age, I don't think he would have done any worse. Uh and number 10, finally, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers down in the dirty, dirty. Coming in at number mine. 10. What do you think I, about that? I don't
0: understand whether my Tampa Bay, I thought we were say Eagles right there, which I was, you know, if it was the Eagles. Well, the Eagles, I would say maybe, what, 12,
1: 13? Uh, we're, we're getting there. We're getting
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, for Tampa Bay, I... I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens this year. Nice
1: defense. Uh, you know, Tom Brady being Tom Brady. I, I'm not.
0: I'm not. I mean, how are, are you confident in Tom Brady Ben?
1: No, I'm not. I'm not confident. Yeah, I, I really am not. I'm I'm seven years older than him, and I I, I get <laughs> tired walking the dogs. So at 43 years old when the season starts, I mean, I I don't care how good a shape you keep your body in. I know it's 2020. Yep. It's not 1987 where you're smoking cigarettes and drinking soda at halftime. But forty three is still forty three, and you know the, the team is not going to be built around him the way it was in New England. The offensive line is okay, but it's not the offensive line that he had in New England. So he's mm-hmm. going to have to get the ball out faster. He's not going to have the kind of protection that he's used to. He's not going to have the kind of relationships with the players that he's used to. Uh, I mean, I give him credit for taking the chance, but it could end badly for Tampa and Tom Brady. Do you think?
0: Do you think he would be benched in favor of Jameis Winston? I <laughs> just imagine that's how he finished his career. That know? would
1: be pretty sad. I mean, I don't, but I don't know if they can keep Winston. I mean, he's a, he's a free agent. So, I mean, I'm not sure mm-hmm.
0: what's going to happen. What's going to happen. I mean,
1: does he come back to Tampa for $10 million to prove that, you know, when Tom Brady goes down, that he comes back. I mean, I'm, uh, it shouldn't come as any shock that, that he hasn't been signed yet, but, I mean, I think you he'll probably. I mean, what would you say his salary is going to be when someone signs him? Maybe $18 million, 20 million something like that. Or you think it's going to be less, Jameis? Yeah, given where I, we are right now in this. In, I mean, everybody else been signed.
0: Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, yeah, you're getting desperate um, at this point. Um, so, I mean, I think even eighteen million would be pretty good for him. That'd be a generous offer for him.
1: Ugh, I just, I'm shocked. I'm if shocked you, that you, nobody's you, picked them up. But. It's, it's, yeah, uh, thirty
0: for thirty.
1: Thirty for thirty. And 30. <laughs> yeah. Next up, this is my favorite power ranking of all in this entire thirty-two teams. Number eleven, the Dallas the Cowboys. Cowboys.
0: Sure. I know, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. ESPN always has the Cowboys that high, and they do not deserve it.
1: They lost- I mean, they,
0: they absolutely do not deserve it.
1: They lost Byron Jones. They lost Randall Cobb. They lost Robert Quinn. Uh, Travis Frederick re- re- uh, retired. They added Gerald McCoy, which is a nice signing. They they got Sean Lee, but you know he's Sean Lee. I don't know how old he is at this point, but he's he's up there. Uh, Anthony Brown and Joe Looney. But I think having the Cowboys at number eleven is a little bit too high. I mean, Dak Prescott's going to be playing for a you know playing for a big contract, although they are negotiating with him. But uh, I mean, what what, what
0: what have they done?
1: I mean, what eight
2: and eight, man? Eight done? and
0: eight. I, I mean, they went eight and eight last year. I mean, the Eagles. I you know they're they're still all a better team than they are. I, where are the Eagles on that list, man?
1: That's why I love these power rankings this year. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Uh, number twelve, the Philadelphia Eagles, right <laughs> behind the Cowboys, right bringing up the rear. They are they are the they are the right behind in the human centipede. They are the first team. They are the first body right behind Dak Prescott.
0: <laughs> Where where's uh where's Detroit on that list? I, I think Detroit's gonna be better this year with, with uh with the healthy QB. Mm-hmm. When when uh when Stafford comes back. I, I think they're gonna be a pretty good team. Like they were last two with Stafford. But I'm 29 sure ESPN. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're they're gonna be way better than twenty-nine.
1: Oh my god, the Eagles. Oh yeah. Uh send receiver stat. That's what ESPN says.
0: And yeah, that's only the, the NFC. What about the AFC? I mean, how many teams are better than them in
1: the AFC? Uh, you know, a, I mean, bunch. They, a bunch. A bunch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, the Steelers could potentially I mean, with a, with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Can you believe that? I mean, we haven't even yeah. mentioned them yet.
0: Yeah. And the next team. And they're what, 18? Yeah. Were
1: they 18? Uh, the Steelers are number 15. The next team up yeah. is the Patriots at 13. And, I mean, I think that might be. I, I There's no way to know with the Patriots. But the Colts come in at 14 in front of the Steelers.
2: That's a tough With one. With Philip Rivers.
1: With Phillip Rivers. He ain't no Kirk motherfucking know. cousins. You never know. Uh, you never know. You never know. I do know. Philip Rivers. A, I
0: just took a shot because I just, you know, I, I didn't really say anything negative about the Cowboys, but that's just stupid.
1: Well, I did say something bad about the Ravens, so I'll grab a, I'm going to finish yeah. off this Jim Beam fire.
0: Hey, excuse I'm not driving
1: anywhere, Ben. Uh, but yeah, the, what do you think? I mean the, the you know the, the Colts, I mean I like the Colts. I just I just think the Colts are a poorly run franchise. I mean no matter how much they won't spend the money that they need, they won't bring in the players when they need, you know, coming up coming towards a playoff run at the trade deadline. They just they're not willing to do the things it takes to win and I think that's it's too bad for the Colts because they have a lot of talent and a lot of really great fans, but they're just not willing mm. to put in the extra effort. It's like the sixth plane has flown overhead. Since we started this podcast. I,
2: I just don't know where, it,
1: who are on these on planes. Side,
0: so. But who are, Maybe you can hear it through your, you know, just regular, but it, you know, oh, yeah. outside of the uh, the headphones. But I don't hear anything coming through. But that's so. like the
1: sixth plane that's going overhead. Where are these people? Who are on these planes? You couldn't get me on a fucking plane right now.
0: <laughs> private, private jet.
1: 250 people <laughs> jammed in there. Oh, my God. There's not enough N95 masks available to get me on a plane right now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so and the but what do you think about the Steelers coming in at 15? fifteen? Fifteen. Fifteen right right they now. Were, they made the playoffs almost. Right now? Without Ben Roethlisberger. I think it's fair
0: at the moment. Because you don't behind don't the know Patriots? Healthy, I don't know how healthy no not behind the Patriots. The Patriots should be lower on the list for sure. The Patriots should be lower.
1: Behind the Colts? Potentially.
0: Oh my God! Only, only, you I'm know not they sure. don't. Sure.
1: Philip Rivers, God man. I'm not
0: sure how healthy Roethlisberger is going to be when he gets back. And if, if you're talking about another season with Mason Rudolph or Devlin Hodges, they're those. probably be there. I mean the 15. I mean that's where they they basically fell. I mean you know you have you have six in the AFC, six in the NFC, so they're right below those uh, those playoff teams at the moment. Although you know, like you said, these are very very early rankings, Ben. So we'll see. I mean, I wish, I, I hope Ben Roethlisberger throws for another five thousand yards. But did we'll you see not
1: happens. see that picture of Ben Roethlisberger?
0: Yeah, he doesn't look like he could throw five. He looks like
1: in. he was. He actually looks like he was pre-quarantining. He was. <laughs> he was anticipating a quarantine and decided not to leave his house gonna... or shave for the six months before <laughs> the quarantine started.
0: Well, he's got plenty of uh, experience. Now.
1: He's got Dorito Cool Ranch. He's got the regular flavor. He's got like the spicy, fi- the, whatever that spicy one is. He's got like every single, you know, conceivable potato chip brand in his house. Uh, the, the Houston Texas dropped behind the Steelers at 16.
0: That's what happens when you get rid of Hopkins.
1: And 17, the Rams at 17. How the mighty have fallen. The Rams yeah. all yeah. the way down at 17. Uh, the Falcons at eighteen, uh, the Bears at nineteen. What do you think about the Bears being at low?
0: Uh, they need they need a new quarterback. That's pretty much what they need. I mean, you know, you, you, Trubisky is still their quarterback, so yeah, they're they're. I, I don't I don't see them making the playoffs. I mean, they, you know, they have a decent team, but they 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 need to draft a quarterback, or they maybe they can get Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is still out yeah, there. Yeah, they, they still I mean, got to <laughs>
1: trade him. They still got to trade him. Uh, But, yeah, they announced this week. They're
0: they're not going to find any success with Trubisky.
1: They announced this week, Ronnie. This is interesting. I didn't think this would happen. Uh, But the Bears, uh, what's his name? Nagy. They announced this week Hmm. that the quarterback position in Chicago is an open competition between Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky is no longer going to be guaranteed to start in week one this year. Nick Foles has a chance to start.
0: If he can start. But even with Nick Foles,
1: I don't know. The statue. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, the statue. No, I,
0: I know, I know, but I mean, he, I mean, obviously, he did win the Super Bowl with the Eagles, but you know, well, we'll see. I, I don't, I don't know how much better he is than than Mitchell Trubisky. You know, right now on that team with that offense and that scheme, I don't know, but we'll see. I mean, I wish him all the best, of course.
1: Yeah, they put the the their Raiders in at twenty. I think it's a little low. Uh, I think the Raiders probably should have been a little bit higher up there but I could be mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, 21, Cardinals. Also, I think a little bit low, maybe. Maybe they should flip-flop the Cardinals with the Patriots, perhaps.
0: That's going to be a tough division, though, for them.
1: Uh, 22, the Browns at 22.
0: That's high. They should be 32, actually. Case until they, until they prove to be a decent football team they should always be at 32. <laughs>
1: so just just put the Brown's sorry I snorted on the mic. Just put just put the Brown's at fucking 32 every year. By default. Bengals 31, default. Brown's 32 every year. Thank you Steelers <laughs> fans for having these By two default. teams in our division. Uh to, until they prove to be better. Uh, Broncos at 23. Uh Chargers losing Philip Rivers fall all the way to 24. What do you think about that? They're in the running, apparently, for Cam Newton. Mm. And they're looking to potentially make a trade for Dalton as well. Where,
0: where are they in the draft, though?
1: Uh, they didn't make the playoffs last year, so they're probably somewhere in the middle.
0: Mm. I mean, if they could trade up in the draft and get a good QB. Um, you know, if, if I was them, if I, that's exactly what I would do. because I, I don't even you know, know how many years Cam Newton has left. Um, but I, I would definitely uh, go after a good quarterback. I mean, draft you know, trade away some picks and, and move up in the draft. I agree, and, and, and try to get somebody.
1: They gave up on me, man. Uh, number twenty-five, the Dolphins. Sorry, Christian, coming in at twenty-five. Ugh. Yeah, until
0: they until uh, until they prove otherwise. Yeah, they got fit. But Magic. they made some good moves. They made some good
1: moves. Actually, they made a lot yeah, of this moves. They made a lot of moves yeah. in the offseason. I'm actually surprised they're this low. Active, yeah. Uh, they picked They've up They've been very active. Yeah, they picked up Great. Kyle Van Noy, they picked up Shaq Lawson, they picked up Clayton, uh, I can never get this right. him, uh Landon <laughs> Roberts, and uh you know, they also they also picked up Byron Jones as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure why that actually might be too low. This next one is the most disappointing to me in the power rankings, number 26, the New York Jets. <laughs> Come on, 26. <laughs> so Sorry,
0: when I move away from this mic, I can hear the echo in it. But that was pretty funny. I had to I had to lean back and laugh at that one, But Because I mean, you I mean, look, the Jets are also one of those teams that they, I mean they they're gonna be they're gonna be pretty low on any ranking right now until they prove otherwise. Uh, but you were really high on them last year, and 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 uh, they disappointed you. So I mean, you expect them to go sixteen and zero.
1: I just, I, I just, the Jets fans that I grew up with, I just feel so bad for them. And it's one of my favorite podcasts, the, the New York Jets fans podcast. Awesome podcast. Uh, great guys on that show. We're going to do a promo I for mean, them. The fans,
0: I mean, the fans are, are are great. Probably one of the best fan bases in the league to stick with a team that has had so much failure. But, you know, I mean, Nico is, is you know, maybe listen to us as well. I mean, you know, kudos to all the fans, you know, sticking with them. A uh, great fan base, for sure.
1: I just, I just, I mean, twenty six. Show us some respect in New York yeah, State. Well, where
0: would, where would, where would you have them? Where would you rank the
1: Jets? Uh, probably, you know, eighteen to twenty somewhere in that range. They still have Sam Darnold. They still have Le'Veon Bell. They still have a great defense, a decent defense. They still got a, you know, offensive line and yeah, need some help. But still, they I, still have Adam Gase. Yeah, they. I know. but I mean, they, they, get get a new coach in there. I know. Nobody lets go of their coaches. I mean, Bruce, Bruce Arians was
0: available just, what, a couple years ago. They could have had him.
1: Yeah, but they got Adam Gase. Yeah, yeah they, <laughs> I, I agree with you. They should definitely move on from Adam Gase. Uh, but 27, even with Teddy Bridgewater, the Carolina Panthers all the way at 27. I think that's a little low. Uh, mm. They've got a decent team. They've still got Christian McCaffrey on that team.
0: Yeah, but he's the only guy they have on that team.
1: Yeah, but he's like a one-person wrecking crew on that team. I mean, if they can get
0: any. But it's gonna, it'll be a tough division, though, man. I mean, they, 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 uh, they, they have uh, the Saints. They have Tampa Bay now to worry about with Tom Brady. And they have the Falcons. I mean, the Falcons, you know, they haven't been that great the last couple of seasons, but they still have a very good team there. So that division is going to be very tough for Carolina. They're definitely the worst team in that division.
1: Yeah, if you put me in a time machine the the week before Bridgewater started those games for the Saints this past year and put me to today and asked me to rank the Panthers without uh, Cam Newton, I would have put him right about here. But after watching Teddy Bridgewater play and win those five games last year, as well as he played last year, I think this is too low for them. Bridgewater played well.
0: He had a very good coach. I mean, Sean Payton did coach him up very well. Um, you know, losing in the playoffs to Minnesota this wasn't his best coaching job. But those five games with Teddy Bridgewater—I mean, he did an excellent job. Um, he played to his strengths. He, he didn't—he didn't put him throw him out there and act like he was Drew Brees. He knew exactly what to do with him. He did an excellent job, and that's why he went five and zero. Oh. I'm not sure if they're going to do the same thing um, in Carolina.
1: Yeah, but they've got—they've got a decent coach. I mean, they're—I mean, Matt Rule, Matt I mean, Rule. Yeah, but I mean I well you know I'm always high on these college coaches that are that are accomplished coming out and and going to a good franchise. They've got good mm-hmm. ownership in Carolina. It's not like Steve Spurrier going to Washington mm-hmm. with a with a crap show uh of a coach. I, I mean I think I or crap show of ownership. I think I think this this could go well for the Panthers next year. Uh 28 Giants. 28. Yeah. yeah. Eh, not much to say about the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, you know, whatever we can get out of them. And then, whatever.
0: Redskins. We can... Have we talked about the Redskins? Are they there too? Not
1: yet. They're oh, okay. still even lower. Thank <laughs> you for your division. We have both have two shit teams in our divisions. Hey, we're 11
0: and 12 here, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: 29. 29 to Detroit Lions. We talked about that. Uh, 30. And I, th-
0: I think, like I said, I think that is too low for the Lions because you want, once, I mean, when Matthew Stafford was playing, they were. What they were? They were four and two, I believe. I think they started yeah, yeah. four and two. I think they had a pretty decent record before he got injured. And once his went, numbers once were once amazing. Yeah, they they went downhill, and understandably so. Um, But I, I think you know that is a very low low ranking for a team that's going to have uh you know one of the you know top ten quarterbacks in the league come back, and and he's not you know young, but you know relatively he, he can still
1: play. Yeah, I'd love to see him go to a decent franchise.
0: Just yeah, for a couple yeah.
1: years, you know, while he's mm-hmm. still in his thirties, to get to a decent I mean, franchise, he's,
0: he's he's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. I mean, look, I mean, he's. I mean, look what he's done for the Lions—a piece of shit organization—and and 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 they've had some good seasons with him under center. And like you said, Ben, I, I, it would be great to see him go elsewhere, anywhere.
1: Yeah, I would have loved to have seen him go to Tampa or a team like mm-hmm. you know, just a team that's got even the Jets. I mean, a team that's or got the, some hope.
0: Yeah, the, I mean, the, or the Colts. Yeah, and that's another good team that for him, or or the the Chargers would be a great Oof. team for him too. You know, they're a good team. No quarterback right now, or you know, Oakland. You know,
1: Oh, uh, next up not Oakland,
0: uh, Las yeah. Vegas. Las sorry, Las Vegas. That's that's weird.
1: I love to I, drive, I, I love to drive to Vegas right now and just see what it looks like. Dead. I mean, casinos closed. <laughs> I mean, it's got to look really fucking weird. Thirty, Jacksonville Jaguars. Thirty-one. Washington Redskins at Mm thirty-one. You really think that they they belong at thirty-one?
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, actually, with a
1: second-year quarterback, decent receivers, decent defense.
0: Exactly. I was going to say their defense was very underrated this year. Their their defense was actually pretty impressive. I I would rank them a few spots higher than that.
1: And number thirty-two. Who do you think it is? Who didn't we talk about yet in my division? The Bengals. Can you believe it? Thirty-two.
0: Why not keep Andy Dalton? I mean, uh, I
1: why not? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're gonna roll with it. They're gonna roll I, with it. I mean,
0: I don't I don't understand it. I mean, I, he, he's still. I think you know. I, I think he has a little bit left in the tank still. You know, sign him to a, a you know a three year deal and and see who you can find in the draft. You know, not maybe not this year because you just never know where you're going to find the draft. So you know, you, you draft somebody this year, draft somebody next year, whatever. You, you still have Andy Dalton there, uh, who's willing to play for that organization. It, it makes absolutely no sense to
1: me. I don't get it. Yeah, but I mean, they, they signed. He's used to failure. Yeah, I mean, they signed Reader, DJ Reader. They signed Trey Waynes, and they and they picked up and they re-upped AJ Green. I can't. I couldn't tell you the name of their. uh who's the starting quarterback for the Bengals? I can't. I can't remember it at this exact moment. I can't remember his name either. And the coach is my high school English teacher. I don't know. He's like thirty-two years old or thirty-five years old, something like that. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I just. I mean, I guess I'm, we should be happy to have the Bengals and the the Cleveland Browns, the New York Giants, and the um, Washington Redskins in our divisions. We should probably be happy yeah. about that
0: yeah i thought the division is a lot more difficult oh god for yeah. sure
1: god yeah all right next up front we got the first i mean we did this last year we're not going to do the uh the gambling piece of this last year but we did get the over under for team wins this year just came out about a week ago uh and i'd mm-hmm. like to just get your thoughts on this arizona cardinals over under uh arizona Cardinals seven over or under wins I would see
0: them at, at at under
1: under 7. Next up I'd Ed- see them at 6. I think they're going to win about 10 games. I do. I think the Cardinals are going to win about 10 games. They're going to they, they buttress that offensive line this year. I think the Cardinals are going to be dangerous with Kyler Murray and a full year for Cliff Kingsbury to get that offense under control to where he wants it. I think they can win 10 games in that division. I think they could challenge the Seahawks for that division. Uh, next up, the C are the uh, Falcons seven and a half. to is shaking his head. What do you think about the Falcons at seven and a half wins?
0: Uh, I can see them over that.
1: Yeah, I think the Falcons could win eight to nine. I'd say nine. Yeah, eight, nine games. Yeah, it's,
0: we're on the same page, man.
1: Yeah, eight to nine. Eight to nine. Ravens eleven and a half.
0: Yeah, I see them. I, I see them about there. Also, I see them winning eleven, twelve games next. next
1: I already, put, I, I already put some bets down on these. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> the Bills at nine.
0: That sounds about right. Nine ten.
1: Yeah, I think the That's Bills. Put I with Josh Allen. I think the Bills. I
0: not with Josh Allen with the defense. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd
1: put them. You know, probably with Josh right about Allen there.
0: and not a good defense. Less than that, but I mean, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd see nine ten for them.
1: Yeah, I'd probably put them right about there. Uh, Panthers five and a half wins.
0: I see them at five, four or
1: five. Yeah, I th- I see them at about seven. I'm gonna take the Panthers over on that one. I think, I mm-hmm. think with Teddy Bridgewater, I think they can get seven wins in that division. Oh, what is that to your opening there, Fronty? The
0: Glenn 15, Ben. Oh. Friday. Trying to kill the bottle. I don't know if it's going to happen tonight. Maybe next
1: week. Friday loves the Glenn Levitt, though. He does. He loves that. And uh, what's the one you drink in Croatia? That's not the Glenn Levitt. It's the. Uh, the Glenn Oh, the Glenn Fittich. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have the Chicago Bears, eight and a half. Eight and a half.
0: Like maple syrup.
1: Oh, like maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> All those, all, right, what? all those, all those winter mornings, Friday spent tapping trees <laughs> in the northeast. <laughs> Smells <laughs> like
0: Aunt Jemima. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that Jemima in the morning.
1: That yeah, podcasts are podcasts are <laughs> deteriorating these days. That brings me back. I used to, <laughs> I used to go out and tap trees, maple trees, with my grandfather when I was a little kid in in the northeast in the winter time, tapping maple trees. We put a little bucket, hang the bucket over the nail uh that brings back some memories the bears yeah, I, f-
0: I find i drink a lot more ben uh being at home and not having to worry you know about driving
1: yeah this is actually a pretty good you get you get drunk fronting normally you just get drunk ben and sober fronting but now you get now you get more sober ben because i'm trying to pay attention to like <laughs> the computer and what's happening with the with the with the, the screen in front of me and what's happening with the with the recording Uh, So this is like sort of a reversal of fortune here. Like, Franny can drink as much as he wants, which is what I normally do.
0: (laughs) Uh, Carolina Panthers, 13 wins. That's
1: perfect. Did I mention the Bears? Eight and a half? What'd you say about that?
0: Uh, The Bears, I would say... I'm just thinking about the teams in the division there. I mean, Green Bay? And and Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, I could... I would... Yeah, I, I, I could see them struggling a little bit in that division. I, I, I'd i say, you know, between seven and eight wins, I might put them under. um, Depending on who the quarterback is and, and how well they can perform, obviously. But I, I would say around there, seven, eight wins, I would, I would go under
2: yeah. if I was betting.
1: Yeah, I'd go under as well because I think, I, I agree with Friday, Detroit's going to be better, Green Bay's going to be okay, uh, and Minnesota's going to play pretty well. I, mean, I, think eight, I think eight and a half, nine wins is a little adventurous, ambitious for the Bears. Bengals, over five and a half. Under five and a half.
0: Yep, uh, under
1: five. Oh, under five. That's yeah. I think I agree. Browns <laughs> over eight and a half. Under eight and a half. The, they're giving the fucking Browns. About... ESPN would they grade them like yeah, in, exactly. the, in the late twenties? And now we got eight. And Vegas knows better.
0: Uh, I would say they're about eight and
1: eight. I, I'm going to put the Browns at about seven.
0: We're going to have to do the tall wins, John. So Ben, yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should wait to do this. When we can, you know, put it on the board. I don't know how, did we cover last, uh, our last one's challenge and who the winner was?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was, we big. did. Yes.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I don't remember doing a, for some reason, I don't remember that.
1: Well, do you have a, we don't have to finish this. Do you have any teams that you're interested in hearing? What Vegas is saying about Oh,
0: our teams, Our teams,
1: uh, uh the Seahawks Yeah, we could do the Total wins Challenge next week. Uh... Eagles. Because we're,
0: I, I know we're running a little long right now. Eagles.
1: So, uh, Eagles nine and we, a half. Franz like, finish the fuck up. Uh, no, eagles yeah. are eagles are nine and a half.
0: I would have them run nine, nine wins, nine or
1: ten. I'm going to put the C or the Eagles at eleven. Carson Wentz, I hope so. Completely healthy. You'll get a receiver in a draft
0: <laughs> until he's not.
1: Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> Steelers also nine and a half. Uh
0: in that division. I mean, I mean, the only team that you have in that division. I mean, you have four. Yeah, like easy your division games. is stacked. You no, I'm saying you have four easy games, and, and that's exactly why. I mean, and, and, and while well, at least the Eagles know who their quarterback will be next year, um, but <laughs> we know Steelers. We're, we do, we do. I, you know, I, I mean, he's, he's another year older. Don't, don't um, make but, me pull you know,
1: up my bandana up to my face yeah, again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you have you have the Browns twice. You have the Bengals twice. I, I think you know. The, obviously, the Browns were. Uh, tough to play this year but I can definitely you know those are four games that you can you can win uh you know against the Ravens that's you know
1: 50 50 I'd say yeah this can be a really interesting year because you know who also is nine and a half
2: hmm.
1: the Seattle Seahawks nine and a half for the Steelers. nine and a half for the for the for the uh Eagles nine and a half for the Steelers nine and a half cross I would the say
0: they the Seahawks I would say out, out of all the three teams on You know, the Thurston Goal podcast. Uh, Our teams, I I would say the Seahawks are still the top team. They're the best team. Really? And I I would put them above, you know, nine and a half. I would would say maybe about 11 wins for the Seahawks uh, next season.
1: Yeah, I would take the over for the I I might put them at 12. I mean, the Cardinals are going to be a little tougher. The Rams are going to be, the Rams are in tough shape. uh, With the salary cap.
0: Yeah. Arizona, to me, Arizona and the Rams are pretty much on the same level right now.
1: (sighs) After a Super and then, you Bowl, know that
0: those San Francisco games. I mean, you know, they they, they were one and one against San Francisco, and and uh, if we can get a couple of games this season, that'd be exciting. Those were those were probably the best games of the season.
1: Yeah, it's always fun to watch the Seahawks. All right, yeah. Friday gives a a good point. We are running a little bit long, uh, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll take a quick break and we'll move on to our whatever's next on the agenda, which is what Friday. Well, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> One Jimmy Kimmel second. is the, uh, Jimmy Kimmel is the bar right now, and we're already above it.
0: I am, uh, I have it. I have a text message here from you. Well, oh, what is it? But
1: actually, oh, <laughs> mind, wrote it down there. Tech Team News. The tag
0: I know yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, before that, man, promos. have oh, yeah. promos for our fellow podcasters. Out you there. are
1: correct. All right, hold tight, everybody. <laughs> All right, we are back. And we have a special guest from twelve feet away. Sonia, the Seattle Seahawks fan, is in the house. How are you tonight, Sonia?
3: I am physically in the house.
1: <laughs> wearing my
0: bathrobe.
3: I'm you wearing a bathrobe.
0: You could take ten steps outside and, and be outside with Ben with uh with great uh audio, but you know. You want to sit inside, watching your lifetime movie, Sonia?
1: I am social distancing. I am yeah, practicing. We now. all know how concerned Sonia has always been about our audio quality. <laughs> she says <laughs> the content of yeah. what I, I see, the content of what I say me, is so good it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, to me, Sonia actually sounds pretty good. She sounds a lot better than <gasps> I did the last couple of weeks. <gasps> you know, you're, you're, it's better. It's 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 good. It's actually pretty good for just you know speaking into your phone mic. It's actually really good.
1: Uh, Tanya, how are you this evening?
3: I, I'm great. I'm great. I am inside watching Lifetime movies. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Come on.
1: No SVU. <laughs> no serial killer. No
3: SVU. No. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll switch over to that. But uh, you know, I'm I'm very lucky, as you know, I'm sure you guys are. We still get to work. We have a job, so um, we've been very very busy and. Um I need to catch up on all my soaps and my lifetime <laughs> movies on the weekend. So and uh I, I know you guys are just probably on agenda number two. Uh, now that I'm not uh how many for
1: how many more do we have <laughs> to go? Oh we gotta do the promos right before we do the tag yeah. new news. All right, so yeah, that's right, Ben. So Friday, what's next up on a big board?
0: Next up on the big
1: board, Ben, is
0: promos, a few promos for our Belt pe- pillow. <laughs> Hello <laughs> podcasters out there, Ben.
1: All right. We got a couple promos. We'll be right back at
3: ya. Sports Opinions with a Side of Satire. We're the First and Tens, a weekly show delivering the spiciest opinions on football, life, and especially each other. And we can do that because we've been best friends for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm Amy. And I'm Jasmine. First and Tens will bring you sports from the female perspective while also injecting pop culture, fashion, and music into our daring dialogue. We're saucy, edgy, and most of all, we, we think, think we're, we're funny, AF. AF. First and Tens, light on stats, heavy on sass. Follow us at firstintenspodcast.com.
1: All right, that is the First and Tens podcast with Amy Voss and Jasmine Sandry. These two women talk all things NFL with a no-holds-barred approach and attitude. They're animal lovers. They run their own super competitive all-women fantasy football league. You won't be disappointed by this podcast. You can find them at firstandtenpodcast.com and on Twitter at First and Tens. We will be back with one more promo. Hold tight, everybody.
2: Check out NY Jets Fans Podcast for all your weekly Jets
1: and NFL news, game previews, and reviews for all Jets games.
3: Join host Davin, Shaman, and Chris weekly for all things Jets, NFL,
1: and some laughs also. Find us everywhere you get your podcasts. NY Jets Fans Podcast, where Jets and NFL fans come for all things football. All right. That is the New York Jets Fans Podcast. This is a, an Awesome show! I can't say enough about these guys. Host Devin, Chris, and charman talk all things NFL and all things New York Jets every single week. They haven't missed a week in God knows how long, but it's been a long ass time. These guys are knowledgeable, fun, and they don't hold back their opinions. You can find them on Apple Pack, uh, Apple Podcasts. Look for the link in the show notes, and you can find them on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast. All right, we are done with the promos, and we are on <laughs> to the next topic. Ronnie. what is next up on the big board?
0: Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our tag team news, our Thursday and goal news. Ben's, Steelers news, Sanya's, Seahawks news, and fronty that's a weird name I know, Eagles news for myself.
1: Yeah, used to. <laughs> it was a weird name to me at one point. Now I'm just like, uh, eh, you know yeah. what? What's what's Sonia's relative with four consonants in a row? What's he doing? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Or three consonants in a row. Uh, All right. This is why we wanted to bring Sonia onto the show. Uh, We talk every single week about news, or we try to every single week, about news that relates to all of our teams. And first up this week, we have. The Philadelphia Eagles. Ronald Darby, one of Franny's all-time favorite Eagles. Moving on to the Washington Redskins, who have already unloaded their top two corners from last season, turned to a division rival. The Philadelphia Eagles, Darby signed a one-year deal worth $4 million. The Redskins' Josh Norman was signed in free agency. Uh, Cornerback Quentin Dunbar went to the Seattle Seahawks' Uh, Darby won't automatically replace one of them in the starting lineup, but he does provide an intriguing option for them. The Redskins also signed Kendall Fuller in free agency. Franny, what say you about Ronald Darby, your favorite cornerback, shipped off to a division rival?
0: My favorite? There's <laughs> <Just> a little <laughs> sarcasm here. Uh, no, Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. But uh, he, he'll, uh, he'll get torqued. Elsewhere, you know, not just with the Eagles, he'll be able to go to Washington courts over there as well. I, I was never happy with Ronald Darby. I, ex- I expected so much more from the guy. Uh, but he just, you know, he was, he was just decent with the Eagles, never really did much. Um, so, you know,
1: good for them. Good, good riddance. Sonia, any thoughts? Mm-hmm. Nope. All right. Typical Sonia <laughs> reaction here, bringing her back to the podcast. <laughs> Next up, Quarterback Nickel Roby Coleman has agreed to a one year deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. Roby Coleman became a free agent when the LA Rams declined the 2020 option on his contract. He was sent to enter and set to enter the final season of a three-year $15.7 million contract. The Rams create five million in salary cap space with the move. Roby Coleman won't transform the Eagles secondary, but he is the most experienced corner on the roster. Frane, what say you about picking up? A decent corner in Nickel Robbie Coleman.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, Ben, he's he's, uh, he's a decent player, and he adds to the depth of the Eagles. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how he does this season. I mean, I, there's been a lot of cornerbacks I've been high on these last few years, and they haven't really panned out. So hopefully, this guy um, will, you know, perform at pretty decent levels.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I'm
0: not. I'm not gonna get overly excited about
1: it. I like him. I mean, I always liked, I like Robbie Coleman for the last few years. I think he definitely embodies that Eagle spirit that that toughness that the Eagles expect out of a player so I I think he's going to play well and I think he'll play all 15 or 16 well not all 16 but I think he'll play most of the season uh typically stays healthy you know he's a small guy five foot eight about 180 pounds but I think he, he embodies that mentality that the Eagles have that it doesn't matter how big you are how tall you are you're gonna fight and you're gonna try to win games Sonia any thoughts that's
0: what I thought with Darby too
1: and Didn't Darby shmarby. <laughs> Sonia, any thoughts? Nope. No. I'll answer for Sonia. Nope. (laughs) All right. Next up, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers raid the XFL, which is something I was hoping that they would do, except they didn't pick up the quarterback, P.J. Walker, that they should have picked up last week. Uh, the, Steelers, the Steelers signed a trio of XFL products last week, supplementing their free agency signings with two members of the New York Guardians, including the league sack leader and one alum of the D.C. Defenders. The Steelers, Steelers agreed to contracts with defensive tackle Kavon Walker, uh, offensive lineman Jeron Jones, and safety Tyree Kinnell. The positions filled are ones in need for the Steelers, who lost depth at all three spots during free agency with the departures of Javon Hargrave, thanks Friday, went to the Eagles offensive lineman Ramon Foster and B.J. Finney and Sean Davis, who I am not sorry to lose. The Steelers have been open to signing other players from alternative football leagues in the past, signing safety Cameron Kelly from the AAF last year. Any thoughts on this, Franny or Sonia? I like these signings. Cheap guys with talent. Bring them in because our salary cap is a mess.
0: I mean, exactly. I mean, what do you have to lose? You know, I mean, not Are that much dead? money. You're not, you're not investing that much money in these guys, and they perform well in the XFL. You know, the talent level is obviously not the same as it is in the NFL, but, hey, for the right price, why not give them a shot? You never know what you're going to get.
1: Sonia is telling me again that I'm being too loud for the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> but i agree uh cheap contracts sack leader you know never i mean i don't care what league it is cfl xfl aaf if you're the sack leader you know it's worth a flyer okay
0: aaf and aaf maybe not the, maybe but, not know, the, the aaf
1: the
0: xfl if they can perform well you know they can do well in the nfl i'm sure All right. for the right price
1: next up oh asterisk did i, did I bring the jack fire out here okay Next up, Antonio <laughs> Brown. Uh oh. Uh oh. The state of Florida has levied three formal charges against Antonio Brown for an alleged January 2020 assault. Brown faces felony, burglary, conveyance, misdemeanor, battery, and misdemeanor, criminal mischief charges. Brown turned himself in on January 23rd of this year after delivery truck driver alleged Brown and his trainer assaulted him outside of Brown, South Florida in the dirty, dirty home two days earlier. The driver was attempting, attempting to deliver Brown's household items from California, according to the criminal complaint. Brown was then charged with felony burglary battery, which isn't included in the state filing from March 20th. The misdemeanor battery charge, however, states that Brown was actually and intentionally striking the driver against his will. Uh, the, I guess you guess you can strike someone, uh, you know, not against their will. Uh, the criminal <laughs> mischief charge states that Brown maliciously injured the driver's property of $200 or less. Franny, Sonia, what say you about Antonio Brown finally getting charged for his you know, just idiotic behavior back in January.
0: I just, I just want to hear what you have to say,
1: man. I can't, this guy needs to go to jail. He needs to, <laughs> he needs huh. to go to jail. He needs to figure out and figure out and find out what it's like to be the person that he thinks he is and see how he likes living on a cement floor with a stainless steel seat and a, a, a mattress. That's an inch and a half thick. That's what he deserves.
0: You, you you seem to know a lot about jail Ben.
1: Too. I've been there. I'm well, not in jail myself.
2: <laughs> but I've been
1: I've been on many tours of the jails in LA <laughs> County and it's not a particularly pleasant place to be. And I think that that might be a wake up call for him, but you know, this is what he deserves. What do you guys Anything think?
0: Anything else you want to say about him?
1: Yeah, he's a dirtbag. Maybe
0: something warranting a shop in?
1: Scumbag. Douchebag.
0: There you are. I'll Asshole. You, uh... <laughs> we'll take another shop in.
1: All right, for,
0: for our drinking game agreement, yeah. if you say anything negative about Antonio Brown or anybody in your division, if Sonia says anything negative about anybody in her division, or if I say anything negative about anybody in my division, which I have a couple of times already, with the Dallas Cowboys, I took a shot and I'll take another shot with you, Ben. Why not? I'm at home. I don't have to go anywhere.
1: Yeah, Franny's ahead of me in the shots tonight, Sonia.
0: Yep, yep. Why not?
1: He had an Amari Cooper shot. <laughs> he, had a, he had like two other shots tonight.
0: He doesn't I have mean, to drive home. Exactly. I'm, <laughs> sitting, I'm sitting in my garage outside of my car.
1: <laughs> All right. Here we go. Sonny, can you see that?
0: <laughs> Cheers.
1: Cheers. Hmm.
0: Both are <sighs> drinking the Jim Beam fire tonight, Ben.
1: <sighs> ah, finally finished it. He was shoving that peach on me for the last few <sighs> weeks. Oh, the fire is so much better. That's what Antonio Brown deserves. I shouldn't suffer from a shot from Antonio Brown.
0: Why not? suffering. that was a good shot.
1: Oh, exactly. But let's hope he goes to jail. Finally. All right. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are no. waving, waving safety. Tedrick Thompson, who all the fans oh, yeah. love so much and releasing tight end Ed Dixon in moves that will create 5.1 million in salary cap space as the Seattle Seahawks navigate the home stretch of the NFL free agency period. Sonia, what do you think about Tedrick Thompson, who everyone was driven crazy by last year uh, and Ed Dixon getting cut? To just save you guys some space so you can make some signings later on in the free agency period? What do you think about that?
3: I mean, who's Ed Dixon?
1: (laughs) He was your third tight end last year.
3: Yeah, I know. I'm I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Sarcasm. Sorry. <laughs> if, you here,
1: <laughs> if you were out here, I would know. If you were out here, I would know.
3: Yeah. Um, no, that's fine. I, I mean, we, we had to keep him on because I think he was on injury reserve or something like that last year. So that's okay. Bye bye. Um, and then tedrick Thompson, I kind of feel bad because I was hoping that he would be able to, to do something for us. I don't know us cutting him would be, how do I put it? Um, I think we we sort of just dumped them too fast. I, I would have kept him. Um, really? I also hear that... uh oh, I'm sorry. I won't go on. No, go, might have, go, on for, we'll go on. I don't the agenda.
1: We never hear from go you. On, Sonia. Go on, Sonia. Me
0: and Ben go on for too long.
1: <laughs> the fans are aching for Sonia. <laughs> yeah, we no, haven't no,
3: heard no, a No, 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 no. I don't voice. know what's on the agenda. I don't know what else you have for Seahawks news. I don't want to start talking about it. And you're
2: like... No, oh, no. Keep
0: going. keep going. Keep on talking, Sonia.
3: No, no. About Jadavia and Clowney. Is that? I yeah, that's next. Like
1: that? that's next. Oh, okay. That's
3: well, next. Go ahead, and I'll continue.
0: The floor has opened for you, Sonia.
1: <laughs> but I agree. I mean, but but I think Pete Carroll gave Tedrick Thompson all the rope uh, he could. Uh, he just made too many mistakes on the field, week after week. He wanted Tedrick Thompson to be, you know, a bona fide safety in this league, and I just don't think he was able to do that. By well, the, I
3: wanted him by the end of the year, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't, don't. Dis- I don't disagree okay. with you.
1: Safeties are hard to find. I mean, decent uh, safeties are hard to find. They are. They are. All right. As Sonia mentioned. Next up, Jadavion Clowney, the asking price for free agent defensive lineman. Jadavion Clowney has dropped at least $2 million off the more than $20 million per season that he had been asking for. Clowney is now seeking a, cl- a number closer to $17 million to $18 million, and the Seattle Seahawks and Tennessee Titans remain interested in signing the three-time Pro Bowler. And this week, Russell Wilson said, I need you, man, come back to this team. Sonia, what say you about Jadavion Clowney and Frane, the quarterback killer? What say you about these two guys? Or this one guy? <laughs> the
0: quarterback.
3: Uh, um, I hear the Browns are are right there. They're ready to offer him the money he wants
1: the browns well it tells you whether he wants to win or whether whether he wants the you know an extra million dollars a year
0: yeah, exactly exactly Right.
3: he said he said he wanted to go to a winning team well apparently neither one of us were so <laughs> what are you what are you gonna do <laughs> um yeah the browns uh, actually have made i still
0: injuries. think he's he's asking for way too much money still i mean even you know we talked about this last week with his demands of twenty million dollars, and now it's seventeen or eighteen million dollars. I mean, the guy has really had only one good season in the NFL with the Seahawks last year. He was okay, you know. For for uh, for somebody that plays his position, you can find somebody for cheaper that's going to perform at the same levels. I mean, three and a half sacks. I mean, yes, he did put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks, but you know, for somebody that was supposed to be good, where he was taken in the draft. He's really he's, he's been a disappointment in the league so far, and for him to demand that much money, I still think it's way too much. I think the the Seahawks should really wait on him. If he moves elsewhere, whatever you're not really missing out on that much money. If you do sign him for a, a large contract, I think the Seahawks are making a mistake. Um, but if if they just hold on and 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 wait it out, if they can get him for around between 13 and 15 million dollars, I think that would be a little more fair. Forward to Davion Clowney and his services
3: yeah I, I don't know. what do you think I, Sanya? I don't need him I, I don't I don't need him I don't need him I really don't
1: is this a moral I, I don't need him. a moral decision or a football decision
3: well I mean was he was he really that great
1: yeah I mean I think he was I mean he was the pressure that you needed last year from the edge. Yeah, he didn't get to the quarterback as often as, as as we might like, three and a half times. But I mean, sacks are <laughs> sacks are sacks are overrated <laughs> as a statistic, generally speaking. Uh, you know, getting pressure on the quarterback, forcing the quarterback to make decisions earlier than they would like is more important. And I think he's worth seventeen million 17, to the 18, Seahawks. You think he's
3: worth that much, Ben? To I the
1: Seahawks, know. to the Seahawks, he is. To uh, another team, maybe yeah, not
3: that much. No. No, now, for- I think I think the
0: Eagles got a great deal with Harker's. I think I think the Eagles. Yes, thanks. Uh, from this from the from the Steelers. Yes, for the price that they got him for, that was huge. I think he was going to make a huge difference for the for the Eagles, and they didn't spend that much money. But if if the Seahawks signed Jadavion Clowney for seventeen eighteen, I think it's a mistake for the Seahawks for sure. I
3: agree. I agree, a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, the Eagles were like, oh, you can't pay your rent anymore? I'm sorry, I'll take this refrigerator for $100. Because the Steelers because <laughs> the Steelers were right up against the cap, so they couldn't sign Hargrave. Uh, yep. So the the Eagles just went in and just grabbed our refrigerator right out of our kitchen.
0: And for less. Less money.
1: Yeah, for a lot less.
0: We got a nice roll pool.
1: But Sonia, what do you think about Clowney? I mean, you guys are going to have to have a defense. I mean... Uh, Russell Wilson is putting on the full court full court press to get him. You don't think that, that uh you'd like to see him back in a Seahawk uniform next year?
3: Not not for seventeen I mean, not for the money he's asking for. Much, much less.
1: Well he started much, at, much less. He started at twenty. He went we to
3: signed 17? someone else though. We signed on crap. I'm gonna butcher the name. Is it Maloya? Ma My, Um uh, hang on, we sign uh, pass rush uh, Benson Mayowa.
1: I
0: don't know. Oh, he's great.
1: Yeah, I know him well. I mean, <laughs> we used to hang out. We go to—I mean, usually when it was like dollar beer night, we would hang out. But other nights, he he just wouldn't come out.
0: You, yeah, he but, was but, a but highly but, highly touted prospect in the draft. <laughs>
3: yeah, but but look, you know the Seahawks. The Seahawks don't like to spend a lot of money. That's other true. than That's true. other like than. Now.
0: You're 100% right, son. You're not going to doubt this yacht and their ability to find defensive players.
3: Well, maybe. Yeah, but um, but uh, they're paying this guy, what, $3 million for one year? So I- I'll take that. I'm not going to pay Jadavian Clowney because we didn't win. And even though he took out your quarterback, we still didn't win. So I don't know. I, I think he's just a pompous ass. and that's You
0: won of- that weekend.
3: Uh, we won that weekend. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We should have won. Anyways, but
0: yeah. <laughs> next up on the big board,
3: yeah.
1: All right, folks, um, what is next up on the big board, funny
0: Uh, next up was that it from the tag team news? Yep, that's There's it. No More news left. That's it. All right, all right. Next up on the big board, as every weekend for the past six or seven, we have our feel good story.
1: All right, hold tight, everybody. All right, we are back, everybody. And fronty what is next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, then
0: we have the feel-good story.
1: Oh, we have our feel-good story of the week. Still, still have it. All right, Franny couldn't hear that music playing in the background. But, I heard that one. Oh, you heard that one? I like it. I love it. Next up, we have the National Football League announced today that its collaboration with the NFL Players Association and the clubs and the owners and the players donated more than $35 million to the coronavirus cause. To the relief efforts for COVID-19, the 10 organizations receiving donations are the American Red Cross Bod Woodruff Foundation, the Boys and Girls Clubs of America, the CDC Foundation, the Gen Youth Foundation, Meals on Wheels America, Salvation Army, Team Rubicon, United Way, and Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, So they have donated as much as $35 million so far this COVID-19 season. What do you guys have to say about that?
0: (coughs) Well, it's great that they're. uh like, you know, you always do this, do this. this. every week. <laughs> every week, yes, it's the same question. Yep. Right, As my mean, volume
3: is, we would be assholes if we said they're stupid for doing it. I mean, <laughs> I think okay, it's, so, it's phenomenal. So,
0: so, yes. Yeah, I can hear. Is you. Is my volume okay? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, something was like I can hear something through my through my headphones. No, but of course, Ben, it's, it's 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 wonderful for them to uh, contribute for this cause for the COVID nineteen season. Let's see if they do the same thing for COVID-20.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, please. bite your time. Well, the 19 is for I the year. I stay indoors. It seems like
0: we're having seasons now of this. I mean, who are you rooting for in the COVID-20 season?
1: God. <laughs> uh, I got no Czech comments. Republic minus Myself.
0: 9.5. <laughs> <laughs> do they have that
1: yet on,
2: uh,
1: they might, on Bookkeeper? Uh, uh, bookmaker. Uh yeah, they'll bet on, they'll but they'll bet on anything. But of course it's awesome <laughs> news that the NFL is dating or dating, donating thirty five million dollars. <laughs> uh probably from the disability retirement fund. <laughs> uh that the money they saved in this past year. Uh but next up, next up, as I just said twice, sorry about that, folks. But Zoom, even though we paid, just kicked us out. So next up, uh Sonia has dropped off the podcast for tonight. She said enough of Franny and I for one evening.
0: Now sun is dropping. Yeah. Stupid.
1: You know, we did uh, pay for the monthly plan, at least for this month. I'll have to figure out how to cancel that tomorrow. Um, But next up, the new England Patriots, a new England Patriots team plane loaded with 1.2 million and N 95 protected masks landed back in Boston. After picking up the supplies in China, Uh, Massachusetts governor, Charlie Baker, tweeted a photo of the plane being loaded with the personal protective equipment that he said would go to the state's healthcare workers on the front lines of the C or the COVID-19 crisis. Baker is ex- extremely frustrated with the federal government that the federal government outbid him on supplies that were en route to Massachusetts, so he sent the New England Patriots plane to China. He worked with the Patriots owner Robert Kraft and the Patriots to get these supplies brought over from China no days off. As Robert Kraft said, thanks to some serious teamwork, Massachusetts is set to receive over 1 million N95 masks for the frontline workers. Huge thanks to the Krafts and to several dedicated partners for making this happen. Baker said in a tweet, Franny, the Patriots, the most selfish organization in football comes through when it matters. Apparently.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's great news. Um, you know, obviously, um, working in the health care industry and I I know how short we are on supplies at the moment and uh, any help, you know, we can get. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's great uh, for the Patriots organization as much as we hate on them. This is a great move uh, for the Patriots.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, it's just uh, not a political show. Just shows how fucked up it is to have Massachusetts with supplies that are ready to come to Massachusetts that they have purchased that they're ready to deliver and the federal government outbids them against their own state and they have to send a plane to China to get supplies to substitute for those. Uh, not a great situation. Let's put it that way. But mm-hmm. thanks to the Patriots. But good for them. Good, good, yeah. I
0: yeah, know, good for them. That is uh, that is excellent news. Ben. Some of the best or one of the better feel-good stories that we've had on the show as of late.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it, and it, it definitely might change my perspective a little bit on the Patriots. I mean, uh, Robert Kraft didn't seem like the kind of guy that was would fly a plane across the world to help other people and, you know, give the guy credit, give the team credit for what they're doing to help the people in Massachusetts. Because as Franny said, a frontline worker, you know, whether you're in a hospital, in a pharmacy, in an emergency room, wherever you are, if you're coming in contact with people that may or may not have the COVID-19 Virus. Uh, they need the supplies that, that they that they have to have to protect themselves from the virus. Not just because it's a, it's a humane thing to do, but because if people that are on the front lines get sick, who is supposed to be on the front lines? Exactly. And it's 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 just uh, kudos to the Patriots. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? <laughs>
0: next up on the big board Ben we have our shot of the week every week we have a shot this week once again we do we uh, we haven't strayed away from that just yet we're trying our best to keep the show uh, on it's regular schedule with it's regular agenda so we have our shot we have our beverage uh, and we have our beer this week we don't know how long it's going to last but it, at least we have, uh, we're have. we coming for the next four weeks ben. so <laughs> this
1: week <laughs> until Rick Rhymes comes week, we're yeah. good I think
0: if they declare martial law, we're good for four weeks, Ben.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Can you even imagine? I have to. I would just. I would just make friends with the with the army and the navy and have people by. like, can you just? I just want to get. Some- did you get my total wine today? I mean, you, you saw <laughs> where are people? You know, you could I'm just 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 like the Eastern European shelf. Just grab whatever beer you have there. <laughs> just bring it over. Whatever. Just bring it over. I don't care, singles, six packs. I don't care.
0: Corona light, I don't care. It's <laughs>
1: Giving up like, like uh, the the fake money that they gave out like in the Korean War, you know, like the, the it's money but it's not money. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we have the shot of the week. Uh, I'm Our gonna- shot of the
0: week, which which is Corona inspired. It is a Corona inspired shopping, and uh, you're going to grab it from the fridge, right? I, I think you have it chilling. For some reason, you have it chilling in the fridge.
1: I do, I do. Do you know the ingredients on this? Do you have? Can you bring that up on your phone so we can? Uh, uh, it is.
0: It is uh, peach schnapps with uh, melon liqueur on layered on top of that with uh, some Baileys layered right on top of that with a drop, a few drops of grenadine, which basically uh, sort of yanks the, the Baileys through uh, that sort of uh, shot. And it, it has, we've done this before on the podcast, it has this sort of odd texture to it that is is is. On the palate, it is pretty disgusting. It almost tastes like you're you're you're, you're drinking some puke. And 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 we, we've we've dubbed this the non-essential shot because really it's non-essential, but we're gonna do it anyway because it's part of the podcast and it has been, and we're gonna try to keep things as normal as possible in these abnormal times that
3: we're living through.
1: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go grab it and I'll be right back. All right, we are back on the show. I just grabbed that shot that Frane described out of the refrigerator, and I'm gonna show it to him here yeah. on the camera. I can't wait. D- I Can cannot. you see that?
0: Oh, it looks like it's like stuck in place. It's like frozen in place. Oh my god, that's gonna be that's that the texture. I'm sure the flavor won't be so bad, but just the texture of it going down your throat, man, that's gonna be really disgusting.
1: But what is that white We've stuff been- on the top there? Uh, that's the
0: Bailey's. That's the Bailey's, and, and, and uh, you know, once you put the grenadine on it, the grenadine is a little bit heavier, has more sugar, and so it kind of pulls it through the shot. And uh, so it has, and this will be posted on Instagram and on on, on Twitter. Um, but you'll be able to see this shot. It's a, it is actually a very uh, beautiful looking shot, um, but the flavor of it, and just the, the, the actually the texture of it going down the throat uh, probably won't be very pleasing. Uh, to Ben, we've we've done something similar to this in the past. It was uh, our uh, Chernobyl shot, which Ugh. is very similar. But we figured in these, um, I don't know, trying times. I mean, with with the virus and everything, this is a, it, it's just a disgusting looking shot, and it's supposed to mimic sort of, uh, um, I would say, uh, what Ben the. Uh, the look of the virus. Yeah. Like that. Every, every time we see that 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 yeah. image of the virus and the, With the that micron things uh, coming through the microscope or whether that that one of the microscope is, uh, where you can see all those little sort of uh, details of the virus and and uh, this shot. Sort of, it mimics that, and, and but it's really not essential, and that's why it's called an unessential shot.
1: Oh. But it's be
0: really disgusting Ben. I can't wait to see. Just.
1: All right, you want me down. to do it?
0: Uh, yeah. All yeah, right.
1: cheers to you, Ben. Yeah, I, thanks.
0: I, and I, I'm, for the next few weeks that we're uh, doing this uh, podcast remotely, I'm going to choose some very disgusting shots. <laughs> yeah, I, bet I, I bet you I, are. I have to do that. I bet you are.
1: I have no doubt. I have no doubt.
0: <laughs> you have all the ingredients, and I'm just sitting here as a spectator, Ben, so cheers to you.
1: Oh, my God. It looks like brains. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was stuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah! Oh man! Yeah, there's still stuff uh, my teeth. Our listeners can't, can't see that, but Ben basically threw it uh. back, but it was stuck. Did you see it was stuck? Because it, it, it coagulated, and then it just went down like all at once. And oh. that, that was that, that that was it was great to see, ben, oh. But uh, I'm sure it wasn't it wasn't a, a, a great feeling down your throat. I didn't
1: know if it was gonna go. I still stuck in my teeth a little bit. I don't want to stick it my hands like in my had mouth. Had
0: it, you had to hit the back of the shot glass, kind of like oh. you would hit a ketchup bottle because the ketchup's not coming out. I it just expected like
1: it to just let go and just all go at the same time, but it did not. <laughs> it did not. So what was
0: the flavor like, Ben? You want to give us a review on that?
1: The flavor is actually really good. Uh, the flavor is, even the flavor of the, uh, the Bailey's wasn't so bad. It's just a, the flavor's really good. It, it's the it, it's got a little bit of a melon sweetness with um a little bit of a sourness to it, but it's, it's not overly alcoholic. It, it it's pretty sweet, it's 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 tangy, you know, it's got a but really the, nice flavor te- profile to it. But but the, the chunkiness textero. of it, you know, when you get a big chunk of Bailey's in your mouth with like grenadine, <sighs> like wash behind the melon. And what else? I don't know what else was in there—the melon liqueur, the grenadine, uh, the, the, the Bailey's, uh, and the, the peach grenadine. schnapps. So between the peach schnapps and the grenadine and the melon and the Bailey's, it has a nice flavor. It, it's sweet, it's sour, it's tangy. But the the texture of it when a shot should not get caught between your molars. <coughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have to swallow twice just to get what's hanging off my teeth down my throat. would
0: would uh, be your first time?
1: <laughs> oh god. That was that was pretty rough. That was pretty rough. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah, I could imagine, Ben. You know, we we had that one shot. That was very similar. This one is to add the extra melon uh liqueur uh to it. But uh next up on the big
3: food,
0: we have our beverage of the week uh this week uh, i'm sure ben has some information for us but it is the glenn livet 14 year single malt scotch cognac Cask collection and you know i can't say how much i love uh you know the glenn livet line i mean you know the, the, the glenn livet 12 year for something that's about 25 is an excellent offering you know obviously i'm drinking the 15 right now i've had the 18 we had the 12 year double oak so we've had quite a few different uh, Glenn Livitz, um, you know, not just on the show, but just in general. And they've all been fantastic. And this, this is one that will give a shot uh, tonight. Ben, do you have some information for us?
1: I do. And this is a, I mean, Franey does a really, I mean, we can't sell Franey short in this regard. Uh You know, he does this every single week. He gets us and we have little bagpipes playing in the background in honor of Scotland. He does this every single week. Uh This is the, Glenn Levitt, fourteen Cognac Barrel Cast Selection. It's everything we love about Glenn Levitt with a rich palate and cognac finish. George Smith was running an illegal still on the estate of the Duke of Gordon in the wee early eighteen hundreds. Who he supplied with the occasional dram or dram. I don't even know how to pronounce that. The Duke sponsored legislation in eighteen twenty three that made whiskey distilling legal in the UK. And it just so happens that George Smith was the first one granted a license. Uh, the tasting notes in this are it's an amber gold in color. The nose and aromas are the aromas are notes of almond, cinnamon, and pears. The flavor is the palate is rich, creamy with vanilla, crunchy toffee, warm pears, mandarin oranges, milk chocolate, and saltanas. Uh The finish is nicely long and pleasantly dry. Uh, a little more detail about this: uh, the category is Scotch, the style is single malt, the region is Speyside, the country is UK. The alcohol percentage is 40%. It's the Glenlivet Distillery. It's 14 years old, and it's an ex burden, ex bourbon, and sherry and cognac cast. This is a highly highly rated Scotch, and I can't wait to try it. I have to. You're gonna hear me unscrew my uh, Mason jar here.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that frani filled up no, I already, when i when he dropped it off earlier some, today
0: i already have some poured in my glenn glass right here and just i mean it, it it almost smells like a cognac you know just the aromas of it i mean it smells like a cognac it's a very rich in its in its uh scent profile and its aromas that's that are just exploding from this glass right here i mean it's it's
1: Nowhere near as harsh it's as I expected.
0: Fruity. No, I mean it's it's it smells really nice. I mean it, it's it has this fruitiness to it.
1: It's got a thickness even in Slightly the scent.
0: Woody. It's almost like a yeah, you know, like like you said, Ben. It's almost creamy in the way that that you can smell. And, and you have the the mason jar right there. I'm sure you can get a lot. Oh, of, I got a uh, lot coming you know, out. flavors, a lot of scents coming through it there. But it doesn't. It doesn't it's, smell. Yeah, it's
1: fruity. It's a little overly bit,
0: spirity. A little bit woody. You know. For it, it, yeah, for something that's forty percent alcohol too, it's not high. It's not a high alcohol content. about eighty. Oh Jesus Christ! There goes my my,
1: <laughs> microphone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my microphone. My hand got stuck uh, for a second there because I was looking at the bottle right here as well just to see how high the proof was. But it is forty percent. Um, but it has a little bit of nuttiness. To but it. it
1: doesn't. It doesn't leave anything. I mean, a lot of no, times, no. I mean, this There's really no burn in the burn. nose.
0: No, it doesn't burn your nostrils. It's just Not at this all. nice aroma.
1: I just, I smell a little cherry in there.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, I can I can definitely smell the plum as well. Uh, very, very fruity, Ben. And uh, cheers to you. Let's Here we get go. Let's go to taste. Yo, yeah, I've been drinking the Glenn uh, 15, so let's try this 14.
1: Oh, wow. That's dangerous. Oh my God. Holy shit. That's smooth.
0: Extremely smooth. uh, Sweet. Um, A
1: little bit of a harsh finish, which I like a little bit, a little bit. See, I'm
0: not getting, see, I'm not getting the the harsh finish. I'm just getting a little, a little bit of the burn at the back of the throat. A little bit,
1: but Um, just enough.
0: A little bit of toffee, almost like caramel toffee, uh, sort of finish to it. Um, but you know, you can definitely, it's, it's, it's very fruity, just like, uh, like a cognac would be. And this is, this is an excellent offering for anybody that's drinking cognac right now that is maybe interested in getting into whiskeys, uh, or into scotches. Oh, the orange. Um, because it is, it is, it is very similar in profile to, you know what, what a cognac would be um it definitely I mean, I mean i'm drinking the 15 i've been drinking the 15 the whole night and you, you know you sip a little bit it's 14 it's you know i want to say it's night and day difference but there's definitely a difference between one or the other i mean this this Glenlivet 14 is definitely fruitier sweeter you know has that toffee more of a vanilla sort of flavor to it maybe like a a little bit of like a Fig, you got a little bit of fig in there too. I mean, just
1: the the, the vanilla, the the orange that's coming through now. Hmm. Not so much the chocolate; I don't taste the chocolate, but but the pears, the vanilla, the orange. I taste it.
0: But a very good offering, a very good offering, and it's something that's really—it's not that high in price either. I mean, it is something that was—it's so smooth. Wow around 45, $45 or so. Um, You know, so it's a little bit less than the 15-year. But if I was, you know, put them back to back, I, mean, I guess it really depends on your flavor profile. But if you like something that's a little bit sweeter, you might like the 14. If you want something that's more of just an aged, uh, you know, scotch in and, and an oak barrel, I mean, you go with the 15-year, um you know, Glenlivet. But
2: this is
1: wow. really good. Wow. I mean, the smoothness is... Almost impossible to achieve in something that's eighty proof. Yeah, and, and uh, you can drink this, swallow it. You have a little bit of a burn, a little bit, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not, but
0: it's complex. It's complex. It it it, it keeps you coming back for more. And um, you know, it seems like you taste Holy something shit. different after every sip.
1: That's right? a really good scotch. On a cognac cask. I wonder how much the cask influenced the flavor of this. I'm really shocked at how different it is than the other Glenn Levitt's we tried. Because
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: the other Glen Levitt's taste distinctly different than this. The 14 uh, or the 12, the 12 we tasted that you like. Yeah, the
0: 12 is also a you know very good offering for 25 bucks. That's 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 one of the better scotches probably that you can get for that within that price range. Um. You know, we've we, we've had the 15. Um, you, you you got me the 18. Uh, for, um, Chris, I can't remember what it was uh, for. It, it might have been my birthday. Uh, or yeah, but that was the Glenmore also. But uh, the 18 also very good. But this this uh, this 14, this cognac finish, this is this is really good. I think it's better I, than I, the 18. We'll have to taste the back to back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I
1: think it. I mean, I I have a vague <laughs> recollection of the 18. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm just shocked at how smooth and complex it is at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: smell, the aroma, the mouthfeel and the and the, the the finish are all very complex, but they don't stay with you to the point where you are it doesn't burn. It, it wow.
0: But it is it is something that's very interesting, and it keeps coming back for more, which makes it very dangerous as well because it's so easy to drink. But it is, uh, has, a, has a nice, complex character uh, to it with so many flavors coming through.
1: I would say this is the easiest to drink scotch that I've ever tasted in my life in terms of the, the, the ability to just drink it down. If you're someone that doesn't drink a lot of scotch, the way that you can get it down your throat without it's not overwhelming at all. It doesn't. I mean, if you're not a scotch drinker, I mean, if you are like we are, I'm, I'm amazed by the complexity of it and the flavor profile of it. But if you don't drink scotch a lot, to be able to put this down that quickly is pretty scary.
0: It's definitely, it's, it's, uh, it's different. It is definitely different. I mean, it, it, it you know, just being aged in uh, a different variety of barrel. It, it is definitely, it gives it a, a different, uh you know profile different complexity i, I really like it i mean I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it and uh ben on our rating of um you know just you know our browns in general where would you rate this one uh between um or even with if you want to rate it within the scotches that we've had on the show uh you know one and ten where, where would you rate this ten being the best one obviously you know being the worst
1: probably about an eight
0: yeah, and I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking my, you know, before <laughs> before I asked you, I figured I would also rate it about an eight as well. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, we're, we're you know, that like Glenmore eighteen is also coming up on the show as well, pretty soon, and that, that was also a delicious offering too. Um, we've had that in the past. We haven't had it in quite a few months now, but sometimes we'll sample on the show. But um, you know, compared to all the other scotches that we've had, I would say this is probably. Or not only scotches, but other drinks on the show, too. This is probably about an eight as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's so nice to have. I mean, after the last few weeks, I bought the George Dickel, Dickel. last week, which was terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. We had the, what's it, the Kilburn or the... Yeah, the Kilburn was actually pretty good. Was it Kilbrun, wasn't uh, terrible.
0: The, the Irish, Irish whiskey was actually, I think, I think I read about a seven. That was actually a very, one of the smoother Irish whiskeys that I've had. Especially within that price range, which is less than
1: $30. Yeah. It's just, this is, this is, wow. I'm just shocked at how smooth mm-hmm. it is. Good.
0: Good. Very good.
1: Oh, my God. That's good. <laughs> I'm just, uh,
2: you know. And I'm
0: sure that mason jar with, uh, it'll with be empty yeah, by I the other night. I should have poured more for you, but I figured you have a, a, a little bit more of the art We or could get uh, done. I'm not even sure how you say it, but I'm sure you have it's a little here. bit more of that to finish yeah. uh, tonight, uh, and we'll definitely have to grab more of that, Ben. That we'll that's, that was more.
1: probably my favorite uh, Islay Scotch of all, or of all the ones we've had. On the yeah,
0: I, I, I still that Port Charlotte.
1: I think I love it, the. No, I still ha- no. I finished that.
0: Uh, I think you finished that one off, but that one just the creaminess of that was was. Was very nice. I mean, just the finish of that was very interesting. I what I liked about that one, although that hard bag. <laughs> I don't know how you say it,
1: but it but was that one, so good. very delicious. Yeah, yeah. and And again, I know people that have listened to this podcast for a long time are, you know, bored of hearing this, but I did not drink scotch, bourbon, or whiskey at all when we started this podcast in 2018. And now it's all I drink thanks to Franny and opening my palate and my mind to scotches, bourbons, ryes. And I I could not be more thankful to him for opening my eyes (coughs) and my palate to these things because they're just so good. I, I mean, drinking beer and gin for my entire life and now being opened to these things with a cigar, you know, just sitting outside drinking these things. It's so good. And especially now being trapped inside. Uh, Friday drinks the Legavulin from time to time when he's <laughs> when he's uh, at home in the evenings. I drink the art Bags when I, you know, when I, when I go to work the next day. I mean, these things are really, really good. And this one is an amazing offering from Glenn Levitt. Give him credit.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't want to say I told you so, Ben, but.
1: I told you so. I told you so. Because <laughs> this is, I mean, this is, it's got a little bit of a honey flavor on the finish now that I taste it. Every time I taste it, it's got something new. But it, Exactly. I mean,
0: it, it really keeps you coming back for more every time you sip it down. And it's, 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 it's definitely a very, very good offering for a very good price as well. You know, under $45, it, you know at least that total wine. I'm sure it's around that price range everywhere else, but you know, for a 14 year old scotch, this is very good price, very complex and very, very delicious.
1: Oh yeah. That's good. All right. Sorry. I'm hiccuping. Uh, Friday, what's the next <laughs> up on the big board?
0: Next up on the big board is our beer of the week, which me and Ben will grab from the cooler and from the fridge It is from the small country of Armenia. We've never had an Armenian beer. This will be our first one, and uh, we'll give it a shot.
1: All right. Hold tight, everybody. All right, we are back with our beer taste of the week. And this week we have an Armenian offering. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. It's Kalikia. Friday, have you ever had an Armenian beer before tonight?
0: Uh, Never been. Uh, I've had um, Armenian brandy, but never Armenian beer.
1: Oh, they have a brandy.
0: Uh yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's. I think it was Ararat. It was it was uh, or Ararat. It was it was, uh, it was. It was a good brandy. It was, it was it was it was very good. They they make good brandies, but as far as beers are concerned, I'm not sure. I've never had one. This is the first time, Ben. You have some information for us, though.
1: I do. This is Kalikia. K I L I K I A. It's four point eight percent alcohol by volume. This is a light beer from Armenia. The aroma is natural hops and a pleasant taste of malt. It's prepared using classical technology with the best sorts of malt and hop, especially grown and selected by Kalikia. It has grain density of twelve point five percent, alcohol's content four point eight percent. Distributed in glass bottles of zero point three three liter. 0.5 liter and in kegs it's brewed with no artificial colors or preservatives but the natural pasteurization process guarantees a shelf life of three months at the minimum alright Franny do you want to taste this? <laughs> we're both reluctant yeah, to taste it
0: like, I'm, I'm just looking at the this is a very interesting looking bottle though. oh my I god mean, the, the bottle, bottle is, is
1: amazing
0: it's very interesting uh, it's definitely it's not something that you commonly see on the shelf um it's 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 elongated it has this sort of hump on um you know where the where the opening is um but it it is uh i'm just reading what it says right here it says brewery beer of yerevan What yerevan is the capital of armenia maybe this is a very common beer in armenia i have no idea uh whether or not it is um you know obviously with um with the czech beer we knew that that Pilsner or Raquel was a common beer in the Czech Republic. You know, Carlovacchio is very common in Croatia. Um, you know, there there are certain beers that you know, like Corona, for instance, is 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 very common in in, in Mexico at least, uh, just like Budweiser is here in the U.S. But this one, I'm not sure, Ben, whether or not this is like the beer uh, of Armenia or not.
1: And it's hard to tell from the internet whether or not it, it is.
0: I can't yeah i can't really I, tell because like you said that if
1: i were at work i would be able to tell you in five seconds i would just ask and i would know uh but i yeah. I, I i don't know
0: so you want like red stripe for instance is also
1: very popular in jamaica it you know, was
0: very common beer yeah exactly i mean, there there could be a more popular beer in mean i have no idea but let's give it a shot man let's see what, i mean the the aroma is not very good. Is
1: that what you first, is that what you pour? Is that what you pour in the drink? Let me see the the I don't this I have is, the bottle. Let me see. Is that the color? The,
0: I mean, the, that that's the color, right there. It's very it the amber. Here, so it's here. very amber. It is very amber for something that I was expecting to be very gold, and it's very amber. Um, you know, I, I think it's. I think he's afraid to, be, to drink uh, it. It's a logger, uh, and I was expecting it to be more a little more golden color, not like
1: uh, rust. It looks, it does. It looks like rust. Uh-huh. <laughs> probably like, fuck, when I used to come to your house every week, I would pick the beers. Now you motherfucker, you're picking the beers. No, and I'm, now I've I'm been, drinking I'm this shit.
0: Excited. You know, I have, I have a lot of Armenian friends. I mean, Armenians, they're, they're um, there's a large Armenian community in Los Angeles and uh, I'm very, I'm, you know, I'm excited to try this. And, and you know, in, in high school, uh, you had a, a lot of Armenian friends, and I still do at work. And I'm excited to try this Armenian beer.
1: Yeah, the Armenian Let's it the, a shop,
0: the beer. Did you,
1: did you pour it out? No, no, I have it here. I, I Well, actually, well, I'm not going to go inside now and get a glass, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, well,
0: <laughs> I hope this color uh, is from the hops and from oh, the grains the smell and is... not. Kind of from, Kind no, of no, not the, skunky, but. It is it is skunky. It is, it is actually quite skunky.
1: It smells like a almost uh, like or a, a German beer. It's
0: dank. It's dank, bro. It's,
1: bro. bro. Bro.
0: Bro, I tried this Armenian beer. beer. If, if you thought that beer from San Diego was dank, bro, this, this is... Armenian one. Will br- blow your socks off,
2: dude
1: i tasted the sand the sand was in the beer almost it just oh the skunkiness man it was like it was uh, like,
0: this one has a very distinct
1: skunkiness. skunkiness
0: like they didn't try to make it skunky but it did it, it just it just happened i like it said like you you mentioned something about hops i don't smell the hops
1: No, I don't smell it either. Well, I smell
0: it. I smell it. <laughs> no, let's the... give it a shot. All, All right. right. That's, let's
1: do it. Let's sip. do it. Let's see it. How it
0: tastes, man. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Oh, it's good. It's not
2: bad.
0: I expected it to be worse. Um, it's not
1: bad. It's pretty smooth.
0: Uh, yeah Armenia is not really known for their beers, for their brandy yes, but for their beers no. And uh it's it, it lacks a lot of flavor. Uh, I mean it, it, it's, <laughs> it, just, it's it,
1: it was not I thought it was going to be bad it's, but it's, it's not bad.
0: It's not as bad as I thought it would be. It just with the color being a lager, and and, and you know, you, you expect certain traits uh from a beer when you just read the label and uh it's it's a beer all right <laughs> uh, It's actually
1: pretty I, good
0: I like I, it. I don't know. I like it's it a little sour.
1: I like that though
0: but there's not there's not a lot of flavor to it
1: though no, but it's got a crisp right? I mean, it's, it's crisp at the end. The finish is
0: nice. I won't won't argue with you there. It actually, it is, it is, it has a crispiness on the finish, but the initial flavor, that sort of sour, copper, metal, metallic, you know, water flavor that you get from it.
1: Wow. That was pretty uh, detailed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, you, you get that metallic sort of flavor from it.
1: I don't taste the metal. I mean, maybe it's just my own uh, misguided, uh, you know, desire to not be living in the U.S. right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't mind it. I mean, I think it's pretty. It's not bad, I, but I like a sour beer. It, you know that. I mean, I like I like a sour yeah. beer.
0: No, like that. We had that one beer on the show that we rated very highly that had that sour finish. I can't remember exactly which one it was, uh, but this one has just a weird sourness to it. it it's like an odd sourness I don't know
1: it's it's not bad I mean the ratings are all over the map I mean some sites Mm -hmm. have it at like a five or like 4.8 out of five but most have it at like uh, let's see what untapped has it at a 2.86 out of five
0: see I get it like I don't know I have you know um, you know what like for uh, for like pool toys like 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 rubber like uh like a, a volleyball, like a rubber um uh, sort of beach ball, actually, that you would just like you know that sort of rubberiness that it has? That that that's that sort of smell. That rubbery sort yeah. of beach yeah, that's I'm I'm getting that that sort of flavor sort of, like almost like a rubbery sort of I don't know, I, I can't say it's a terrible flavor, but it's also not that great either. I'm just being
1: honest. Yeah, and I can't. I'm, I'm going to translate this web page because not surprisingly, all of the reviews I cannot read. Let's mm-hmm. see. Yeah, I mean, they all, I mean, Red Moscow, a sort of craft beer on the shelves of the mass market. Let's see what else they have to say here. Lots of pictures. People like to take pictures of themselves drinking beer. Yeah, but most of the most of the reviews are pretty low.
0: I mean where where would you rate this beer, Ben?
1: Uh let me taste it. One more. And time. I wish we
0: had Sando's opinion as well. Um because I, I think she she might be a fan of this one because of that sort of crisp,
1: yeah, it's crisp finish it's to it. Light. And, it's,
0: and it's not overly hoppy too and I, I know she's not a big fan of hoppy beers and if you're not a big fan of hoppy beers you might like this because it is an interesting flavor but i'm not sure if you're interested in this particular flavor
1: you want me to give Sonia one quick drink of this
0: <laughs> I, if, if she's still awake
1: all right hold on real real quick right. we'll give Sonia a taste of this beer we'll be right back okay All right, so we have the verdict. Sonia likes it, and I figured you would. I
0: figured it is—it is a beer that Sonia would like because it's—it—it's it, it's not overly hoppy. Uh, it has an interesting flavor that may appeal to some, but not to all. And I'm I'm sort of in between. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I like I, I like that that it's different, but I, I still wish it had a little bit more of that. Hoppiness to it, like it actually claims.
1: Yeah, Sonny said it stinks. It's bitter, uh, but I could drink it all day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So she said, "Where where would you?" (laughs) But she liked it. I mean, she didn't like the beer.
0: Yeah. Where would Where would you rate it though, Ben?
1: On a scale of zero to (sighs) ten. I mean,
2: I'm just surprised. It's a solid
1: effort. And the darkness actually leans me towards a higher rating because how did they get this color in a beer that tastes like nothing? Um I'd probably give it about a seven. Wow. Because it's I mean, it's, it's not bad. I mean, it's got some some tanginess, some some hoppiness, some flavor, some complexity to it, but it's not it's not carbonated enough, it's not flavorful enough to push it up to the eight or nine or 10.
0: yeah, Not that far off from you though. What? I would say about, um, a, about a uh, six,
2: Ooh, a Six, <laughs> say,
0: you know, you know, I can't say a seven, but you know, I, I, I would say six. It, like you said, Ben, it's a very solid effort. Um, it, it is, it's drinkable. You know, if, if I was That's sitting drinkable. in a cafe, in Yerevan, uh, this is, you know, I would ask the barkeeper, I would ask, uh, ask uh, Bartan for a Kalikia. I would say, hey, bro. <laughs> I
2: don't know if they say bro
0: in Armenia, but I would say, hey, bro, know I get a kalikia over here? And, uh, you know, uh, it, would, it would definitely be on a hot day in Yerevan in the summertime. I'm sure this would be very refreshing. And uh, so I would say about a six out of. 10. Not, not the best domestic beer that I've tasted, but a, a very solid effort.
1: Yeah, and it didn't find its way over here for no reason, uh, yeah. I'm sure. And, well,
0: it is John's Market that you got it up in, so yeah. I mean, John's Market is very popular with the Armenian crowd. I was going
1: to give a huge shout out. I mean, John's Market in LA, underrated. I mean, depending on which one you go to and which area of the county you go to, you can find some really interesting uh, you know, stuff from different areas of the world. I mean they had uh they had a brown schliewitza to, there today. Was it aged? I don't know. But it was brown as as whiskey. Mm-hmm. And it was it was expensive, so I didn't buy it. Uh but <laughs> yeah. it was but it, I'm sure it was good. <laughs> but they have like really interesting choices in that particular market depending on where you go in the in the county. And you know this is this is it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's better than a lot of the American beers that we've tried uh, and a lot of the the stranger, weirder sort of beers that we've tried over the over the course of the podcast. I would
0: say it's, it's, it's better than a lot of uh, domestic American beers, but it's not better than a lot of the craft American beers. Oh, no bad. way. Because the craft beers have been excellent, whereas, you know, obviously, you know, the regular run-of-the-mill domestic beers are they're like, you know, pee.
1: Yeah. And we, and we can't find them. We can't get it for delivery. Uh, I tried on uh, Total Wine today to try to get like single bottles delivered. They won't do it.
0: No, yeah. I, I tried it. I tried. That's what I was looking for last night and I couldn't find it. Uh, that's why I just ended up, you know, ordering the regular run of the mill stuff. Uh, you know, I, I ordered some Modelo and I think Modelo is a great, I think it's the best Mexican beer uh, and, and a great crisp easy to drink beer but yeah like you said ben uh you know ordering uh single bottles of stuff and thank you so much for uh for getting some beers for the upcoming weeks um you know we have we definitely have uh a- enough uh well i'd say beverages you know either browns or beers for the next few weeks to hold us over even if there's a martial law
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can declared say, hey, martial law
0: the federal <laughs> i'm like
1: as Trump would say. A, this is not the martial law. It's just a martial law. It's just it's the just one the
0: martial law. The it's one, no big deal. It's just the <laughs> one you
1: have to deal with for now. Uh but yeah. no biggie. Uh, but the sad thing <laughs> is, I don't know how opposed to that I would be. Like if, if they forced people to stay at home, I think it might yeah. not be the worst thing in the world. For some people,
0: it might be a good thing. You know, because not everybody has common sense and 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 in, in, in certain states for me in, in new york for instance i think or connecticut or jersey or you know all those uh uh that clutter of of states on the east coast right there i think it might be a good thing for them you know california washington oregon they've done an excellent job so far uh with this pandemic but for for those states um you know declaring martial law it, it it may benefit
1: them. Yeah, I was listening to the mayor today. Apparently, we got an A-plus from the CDC and the NIH. Uh, the, the cell phone companies are providing not individualized data, but data regarding how your phones are moving around. And L.A. County got an A-plus in terms of the distance that people's phones are moving from their home base Around their vicinity, uh, mm-hmm. so apparently L.A. phones are moving less than most phones in the country. So they're not telling until, you. I,
0: until I have to cut your hair, Ben. Yeah, well, that's yeah. That's, <laughs> I, my phone will be right
1: next to yours, but my because my hair is pretty rough. Uh, yeah, I can't I believe you fucking job. did that. I can't believe well, you hey, fucking look did at this. that. That's a quality right there. I mean, I know you're. You might never actually pay for a haircut again. Uh, i probably will never go
0: back i had had a lady but that lady just lost me as a customer
1: but so you just like you just trained like you just trusted yourself to go around your head with the number two or number three like just not
0: not not at first at first i I, you know I, i took my first swipe at the side of my head uh with the buzzer and i'm like oh crap and then I'm like, you know, whatever. I can't go back now. I might as well finish. And I'm, I'm happy that I did. And it actually looks,
1: it looks, it looks really good. good. But how'd you do the top? Yeah. I mean, you, you actually took scissors and cut the top.
0: Uh, the top. Yeah. I mean, that, that, the top was the easiest part. Actually, I'm just trying to grow that out a little bit. You know, I, I might want to, uh, you know, grow it out a little bit more because I'm, I'm, I've been in the sun a little bit more often now than I, than I would like to be. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to keep the sun away from my scalp. So I might grow it out just a little bit.
1: But you literally More. cut it with scissors. So you had you pulled it together and you cut it, like with scissors. Yeah,
0: and well, no, I I just I basically. Uh, well, I have very fine hair, Ben. <laughs> For all of our listeners out there who really <laughs> want to listen to this, uh, I have, yeah, he's uh,
1: I have, he's got the Aryan hair. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it, it is very fine, fine hair, and uh, you know when you if you just dampen it just a little bit and you just comb it back, I mean it, it really stands up, and you could just cut it without even using uh so I mean, yours is thick and full actually ben but with mine it, it's a lot easier um, you, just, you just kind of brush it back and it kind of stands in place and you could just you know cut it easily uh it, it almost stands up like um uh like corn on on you know on stalks do, <laughs> basically like that
1: no but i was shocked i mean I, I mean my hair is starting to grow out a little bit too much and around the sides, I'm, I'm just curious how I would go about doing that. I usually have a number one on the sides, and I just let the grow, you know, on the top a little bit. Yeah, see, I would I would
0: start, for you, I would start, and, and for all of our listeners out there, all the guys out there uh, that are uh, a little weary of doing their own hair, I would say start with uh, a, a longer uh Length than what you're used to. So, like, you know, if, if you're used to a one or a two, go to a three or a four. Um, because if you fuck up, you feel less bad <laughs> about it. Uh, so, I mean, that's why I, I, I kind of started with something a little bit longer. I'm like, okay, this, it's not, you know, it's not bad now. And so I, I just went a little bit shorter. And, you know, Ben, I mean, I, I could definitely, you know, cut your hair for you, but, um, you know, it, for anybody out there that's listening and, or even you, Ben, if, if you want to, you know, give it a shot. You know, start with something a little bit longer and then go shorter if you feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, I'm just scared about the top. Like, how do I get the hair off the top?
0: Well, you don't need that much off the top because the top is for you. It looks, I mean, it's fine. I don't know how short you want it, but it's fine.
1: Well, I'd like that. I think
0: you know, getting a nice fade is more important on the edges.
1: Yeah, I saw the videos with the guys. They're like they tie a, like a like a rope around their head. No, to the back, and they just like cut along the side all the way along the side and i'm like i don't think i can do that
0: yeah i know we're going off on a tangent here but this is very important
1: it's important right now For,
0: it, it is it is
1: i mean i could shave my face i can do that i haven't shaved it in three weeks but i could shave it if i want to but i can't yeah. cut my hair
0: well if if ben if you if you're if you're uh unable to do it yourself. You know, I'll come over and uh, I'll I'll give it a shot. But don't get mad if I fuck your hair up.
1: You know, this is funny. It's like, uh, you know, when I grew up and the kids all had crew cuts. You know, like, uh, and I was like, "Well, mommy, why is the hair so short?" Well, they don't have money to get their hair cut every every week, and you know, that's the way it is. You know, when, you're, when you don't have a lot of money and you don't have a lot of time, you cut the hair, fucking you just beep, shut it, cut it all the way back.
2: Mm-hmm. Right,
1: what's that you're opening up right there?
0: Uh, the Glenville 14. I can't get enough of it, Ben. I'm sure you have it in your jaw right there. I do
1: indeed.
0: Well, cheers to you, Ben. And next up on the big board.
1: Ah, what is next up on the big board? To
0: finish up the show, Ben, we have a little bit of housekeeping.
1: Yes, we do. Housekeeping. This is a show about football, friends, fun, whiskey reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.busprout.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. You can check out our show notes where you can get all the links to the stories, the beers, the bourbons, the whiskeys, the scotches, that we review, you can get links to all the podcasters out there, Spotify, Castbox, all of them. You can get Game links box. to Castbox. <laughs> <laughs> I screwed up. Uh, you get listen. You get links to all of them, and you get links to all the stories that we cover. Links to all of the bourbons and beers that we review, and please, please, please look on the show notes as well. You can get an email address for us, a phone number. For us as well If you listen this far I am completely impressed With all of you Who have listened to this far In the show Uh, But we totally appreciate all of you All the new listeners All the listeners that have been with us From the beginning We are trying to get through this pandemic And we appreciate all of your support So thank you
0: Oh, is it my turn now? Yes. <laughs> I was saying sure. Because we're we're not we're not, you know, sitting
1: ten feet right across the hill th- from each two other. feet away.
0: Uh, <laughs> exactly. But no, thank you to all of our listeners out there and hopefully this craziness will be over soon and we'll be able to get back to our normal lives. But uh, you know, it you know, if if you can't cut your own hair, order some alcohol and uh, sit back and watch binge watch something that you've been missing or listen to our podcast
1: yeah the last 65 (laughs) episodes so thank you all so much we truly appreciate it thank you and we'll see you next week